So you found me. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk live show. Hope everyone is doing great. Thank you guys so much for subscribing on Apple Music, on YouTube, and following Spotify, Facebook, all the other platforms. We appreciate you guys being here. <clears throat> we always also appreciate donations, helping the show be funkier than ever. Here we are today for Stephen Hill Part 3. What's going on, Kim? What's going on, Susie? What's going on, Brian? We got Pennsylvania up in the house, Canada up in the house, Australia, Germany. Damn, bringing and going. I'm not going to have you wait too much. Hope everyone has been doing all right. Uh, welcome to a special Tuesday show of the Dr. Funk live show. And we're not going to waste any more time because when you have Stephen Hill on, you want to get to Stephen Hill immediately and get the time going on. So here we are. Here is Mr. Stephen Hill, loving life, loving God, loving sexy. <laughs> going with shirt number one. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you there. Oh, my bad. Hey, what's that? I didn't see you. I didn't see, I didn't see you right there. Doc Funkenberry, how you doing, sir? Good. How are you? You know, I am living the proverbial dream, sir, every single day, every every single day. So, feeling good. Glad to be back. Thanks for inviting me back for a third time. I know I get a little, uh, um, I get a little loquacious and uh, <laughs> keep it going far more than I should. But you know, and I didn't want you to feel rushed last time, so I'm like, let's get a part three set up. Yes, yes. As long as long as I can leave out of here, as long as I can be out of here in time for my. Um, Nine, oh, sorry, my 6 a.m. flight will be good. I, I think we got it covered. I think we should be good, but you never know. <laughs> We're opening up for people to ask questions that cool. have listed to show number one, show number two, because there's people cool. who want to ask about Gainsport, there's Please. people who want to ask about Rick James. So we go into it. Like oh, last time we were talking, and I didn't want you to feel rushed about, like, when you saw him in New York at the Jordan Private Show, was there any, any details? Because we were kind of rushing. Was there anything that you're like, oh, wanted to bring that up? No, it just it was a it was an incredibly loose show. And I remember him seeing me out of the corner of their eye and, and extending his hand to bring me up on stage to dance because in a number of times he knew I would start the dance. He knew I wasn't going to be Kim Kardashian up there refusing to dance. Right? I would. I had no problem being the executive who was up there dancing with with abandon uh, and encouraging other folks to come up. Um, uh, but it was, it was just a laid back show and the, and the, the wounds are, I was there with that at the time, snuck in a camera and took a few shots, uh, that, that, that lived on in, in posterity. Um, and I, like I said, I think that may have been the last time I saw him live with a band. That's 2015. Yeah. That yeah. may have been the last time I saw him live with a band. And maybe another show in 2015, but I don't remember it as well. Um, I remember the crowd, the crowd being a lot of these private shows. You know, I've been to a Paul McCartney private show where literally I saw Paul McCartney after the show, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm freaking Paul McCartney, and I can't get the crowd going at these benefit concerts, right? Like, at these private concerts, I can't get. I'm, I'm, I'm Paul McCartney." Uh, but Prince had everybody in his hand as he usually does from the from the, from the very beginning. Um, and it, you know, it, it felt like it was the greatest hit set list. It wasn't like you know you weren't going to get. You know something the water you drink or you know or 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 you know or ronnie talked to russia but it was just a, a straight ahead show right 
and you didn't go to did you were you able to attend the book release party the no i was, in LA. I, was yeah. in, I was in la when when that happened i remember very yeah, very well it was just yeah. it happened out of the blue like mm -hmm. we knew something was going to go on and then i was kind of like universal studios hollywood where the announcement comes through and then we're told the party is happening in about two hours and we're like okay <laughs> all right it, it, yeah Interesting for the people that were there. I mean, look, he would turn anything to it. Here it is, a book announcement. It turns into a book release party announcement. Of you know course I mean? it does. But of that's how it does. Just like the Super, Bowl, um, the Super Bowl press conference. And Billy Joel was like, I wish I would have figured that out. That I didn't have to talk to you people. <laughs> he took his time to just do another set. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get the boat, girls and boys. But he was always thinking outside the box, and he just rather perform than talk anyway. Yeah, dude, you hit it when you said he was thinking outside the box. You've got to remember that he was the guy who kind of the first major artist who was dealing with the Internet. Like, he was the first major artist right. dealing with the Internet. And then one day I reminded me that. I was like, yeah, I don't deal with the Internet anymore because you can't believe the numbers. Who's making the numbers? When the numbers come out, who's doing the numbers? I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> he was one of the first. I mean, every artist takes their, you know, everybody talks about their masters now, but people weren't talk, talking about their masters and owning their own recordings until until Prince brought that up right. out of the box and, and ahead of his time. And he got a lot of flack for it at the time. Well, he's going to get flack because it was it was disrupted. Like nobody, there's nothing that's ever disrupted a system, and everybody goes like, "Okay, that's perfectly fine," except right. maybe Apple and music, but that's a whole other story, and they were stupid to do it. But, but no, no disruptor is met with is met with the welcome that, right? And he was doing the live stream concerts, you know, Glam Slam, Minneapolis, and he was doing the, doing having a dance crew in L.A. and another dance crew in uh, Miami Beach, and they're doing the first ever live stream concert. But then it's like Warner Brothers a few months later is saying Red Hot Chili Peppers are doing. It. I'm like, wait, Prince already did it. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. even getting the props that he was getting. He was far ahead. Whether it came to fighting for masters, putting his music on the internet, selling crystal ball, even though, you know, there were a lot of bumps down that road, but when you're the first person to do when it, first, there's, there's always going to be bumps. There's always, there's always going to be bumps when you're the first, you, when you're the pioneer, that's the thing. You're the one that breaks all of the ground. You're the one that, right. You know, they remember they call it bla trailblazer because you're the person who's going through woods where there's nothing there except woods and you're the one making the trail you're the one that's to cut down the trees decide where it's going to go yeah you may go in the wrong direction the first the first time something may take a spike off to the right but your trailblazer remember what that's what what, what that's about it that, that, that describes for absolutely now then of course because i want us to get through the good things so we'll just get through get through this um Last time we saw him in New York, but you said that was like with a band. When was the last time you saw him? Period. Whether it was performing, or or whatnot. Let's see. There's artifact alert. Okay. Paramount Theater, Oakland. You were at that show. I was at both of those shows, sir. Right. The top oh, ticket is for the seven p.m. Bottom ticket is for the ten p.m. show. Two night, two nights at Paramount Theater. It was the same night as the Oscars, and I had a choice that night. Choice. I had a choice that night of uh, uh, trying to go to the Oscars or take the trip north 
an hour to go see Prince in Oakland, and I, it wasn't really a choice. It was never I, like when you can see Prince live, you see Prince live, right? Chris Rock was hosting the Oscars that year. I remember. You got to remember, Chris Rock was hosting the Oscars that year. Um, look, it was you know I never I'd never seen piano. I'd seen him. You know, he'd done piano and just a microphone in the middle of some of his concerts, but I'd never seen a full concert of, right. of piano and microphone, let alone two in the same night. Um, and it just cemented his place as one of the finest musicians slash performers of all time. He started off the seven o'clock show. I'm going to remember, I'm going to miss some of it, but, but talking about his father and vanity who had recently or somewhat recently passed. Yeah, and he talked about how his father was his best friend. Uh, and, and but there was some other stuff he was talking about. I'm like, wow, he's he's in a very low. You know, he just word twice in 15 minutes. But he's in a very loquacious mood tonight. He's a very talkative mood. Um, and uh, and then proceeded to bang out. You know, some of some some of his greatest and some of his lesser known. Um, a favorite of my night was. Uh, I love you, but I don't trust you anymore. Yeah. Uh, controversy. And there's, and there's another up-tempo that had an, an amazing riff that evening, uh, but I forget. But here's, you want to ask me anything, anything, about, anything about those shows? Because I did, because. Well, yeah, yeah. Denise passed away the first night of the Australia tour show. And then that weekend was Denise's funeral, Bandy's funeral. And so you had at that show, I don't know if you ran into him, but. Apollonia was there, Jill was there, Susan Lindsay. They were all there because they were already there for Denise's uh, funeral, which I believe was on Saturday. So this show was on Sunday. Right. You know, so it was probably even more emotional. I'm for sure. Prince. I'm sure. But, it felt, I mean, it, it felt, especially the seven o'clock show, the 10 o'clock show, not as much, but the seven o'clock show, yeah. uh, it, it really felt that at the very, very beginning. Um, it's funny, I have, I have a recording of that show that I've been meaning to listen to, uh, and I have not listened to in a while. Right. Nah. So, I mean, well, I got a recording of that show actually from somebody who was very, very high up in the music industry, who I wrote a whole, I wrote a whole essay on, um, did we talk about Amy Winehouse and Prince? Or did we, we talked about that a little bit, but let's delve into it because we ah, that, 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 that was, that was, that was, that was the last day of the 21 Nights tour in, in, in um, London. In London. Uh, and Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse was there. Right, I'll go back. Okay, so Amy Winehouse was at the at the at the show, uh, and at, at backstage, having a conversation uh, with Amy Winehouse. My friend Ashley called my road dog. He he is my guy. He's he's a Prince fanatic like I am. And so we went over to London to see the show, and we had seen Amy Winehouse at Bowery Ballroom earlier that year. So we would go up to her and say, like, oh, my gosh, really enjoyed your show. And she could not have been more kind, more lucid, and everything else. We had a great conversation. And one of the guys she works with was around, and it was fine. So that happened literally about 45 minutes later. It's uh, me and my friend Ashley. And then Amy Winehouse comes back, and she's on a completely different planet. It's me, Amy, Ashley, my friend, and then one other guy. Two other guys, the, the person she was working with, and then one other guy. And then she she's acts crazy, and then she walks away. And the other guy was like, you're going to take care of her, right? Like, you're going to take care of her, right? And that guy was Prince. And Prince was like, 
we we've seen what this does. Don't let this happen. Take care of her. And then they did a uh, an amazing rendition. He opened up his show at the his show at the O2 of Love's a Losing Game, where he starts playing. It's on YouTube. You can see it. And uh, and he he encourages the crowd at the end of the show. I don't know if this made the tape, but I'm like, you got to take care of her. You got you've got to take you've got to take care of Amy Winehouse. And of course, we all know what happened. Um, yeah. uh, which was which which was which was woefully unfortunate. And then you know that night in 2016. The end of the first show was uh, uh, Venus de Milo. That's, I always get them wrong. Alexa de Paris or Venus de Milo is the end of parade, end of side one of parade. It's yeah. Venus de Milo, right? Yeah. And, he, and, he, and Venus de Milo was the last song he played on, at the end of the first show. And I'll never forget, he hit that last note and he looked and he pimp walked off stage. And I was like, that's a dude. And so after that show, <clears throat> remember, the, remember the Oscars are that night. The yeah. Oscars are that night. And so that, that show ended probably what call it about nine thirty or so, nine to nine thirty. And I'm walking out, I go my I get my little sling box device, and so I'm watching the end of the Oscars. And Chris Rock says, Thank you very much for coming through tonight. See you at the BET Awards. And so like I'm thrilled. Like he announced the BET Awards on the Oscars, like way to go, Chris. Um, and we're at the we're in the French show and me and my ass are high fiving each other. And what we never realized in that moment is that the the BET Awards show that he was talking about would be a de facto memorial for the man we were there in Oakland seeing that night. And who would have thought? Because look, I heard soundboard recording of the Atlanta show at Paisley Park the weekend before he passed away when he flew mm -hmm. me out there. His voice. So I'm sure at Paramount, it was still on point. It was absolutely amazing. He, he yeah, wouldn't be a few months later. He wouldn't be here anymore. No, 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 no. There was, there was never any. Look, there was. Never. I know this is tough. Yeah, look, there, there was, there, there was, there was never any thought of that. It's funny when I was young. When I was really young, because I was a Michael Jackson fan. Jack, I'm sorry, I was a Jackson Five fan from the very, very beginning. I remember thinking, yeah, like, oh my God, there's gonna be one. I remember thinking this. There's gonna be one day, one day when Michael Jackson dies. Right, I literally like. I'm not a morbid guy, but I remember thinking that when I was younger, like, we everybody dies. As soon as I kind of got, I got a hold of the concept of everybody dies. Everybody dies. I was like, shoot, that means Michael Jackson's gonna want to die one day. And when he died, I really, I, I remember flashing back to that. I had no such reference point for Prince, right? And I'm, I'm not, you know, I got a little bit. So when. So I found out that Mike, that, that Prince died almost the exact same way I found out that Michael Jackson died. Yeah. When Michael Jackson died, I was in a meeting with a lot of people that I worked with. Mm -hmm. AJ Calloway called me. AJ, who used to host one, who used to host one hundred six in Park, calls me and said, "Did you hear the news?" I'm like, "What?" They say that Michael Jackson has gone into cardiac arrest. What do you mean? cardiac arrest. I'm literally in a room with a bunch of people that I work with when I get this call. And so we try to find out more information to find out this true. Literally, it was April of 2016. I'm in a room with all of the senior staff of BET and these awesome, awesome young folks who are presenting these great ideas. 
my call, I get a call in, and AJ used to block his number. So literally, there are three people in my world who had no number on the phone. That's it. One is AJ, one is Mariah Carey, and the other one is my best friend, Kevin, from ninth grade. Like, those are the only three people who were like, no number comes up. So I knew it was one of those three, so I picked it up. And it was AJ, and he's like, did you hear? I'm like, what? He's like, Prince died. I'm like, no, he didn't. Uh, and then we found out more information. And literally, I, I was the one who called his manager at the time, Manny, and let him know. So AJ knew before Manny. Anyhow, look. I had no reference point. I had no, I had no reference point at all for, like, Prince not being on this earth. So I'm going to wait for a question. I'm just now, when the plane, when you heard about the plane going down the week prior after the Atlanta show, what were your thoughts when you heard about Prince's plane um, going down? Because we didn't find out till like maybe 14, 15 hours later about it happening. And then radio stations in the Bay Area were calling me about it. So I didn't know. I didn't know the. I didn't know the extent of the challenges around that plane when it went down. When it when he had to land, yeah. uh, I, I found out later how dire that situation was. I found out even later there was there was a dire, much more dire situation early, around earlier in his uh, his existence around that. I will be the. I will be a person who told you know. Right. So I. Uh, I. Uh, He, he, as, look, when people tell me, ask, when I ask people who killed Michael Jackson, literally only one person uh, who has ever, to me, gotten the right answer. I ask that question all the time. It's like, is it a doctor? No. Is it? No. The person who killed Michael Jackson was the guy who pushed the button three quarters of a second too early and burned his hair in the 1984 Pepsi commercial. Everybody, everything that happened to Michael Jackson after that was a result of the technician who pushed the button three quarters of a second too early and caught his hair on fire, which gave you the painkillers. Have you ever burned your finger? Jeremiah, have you ever burned your finger? And that itch hurts, doesn't it? So imagine, and it's on YouTube. If you, if you Google Michael Jackson burning his hair, you can see his whole head is a flame. Right, so imagine third-degree burns. When you burn your fingers enough, your the, your whole entire scalp is burned. The pain behind that is transformative, and everyone knows that painkillers are the things that keep saying, "Come to Papa, come to Papa." Right. So, in case you didn't know, and most of you, you probably do. Prince had problems with his hip. I don't think it's a secret. I don't think it's a. It's not a. It's not a secret. The parts that are a secret, but, I don't know. but he had challenges with his hip when he was alive. He also had problems, challenges with getting an operation on that hip because of his beliefs. Because Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in getting drug blood transfusions, as I understand it. I could have it wrong. I could be short. I, I could be just kind of short lining that. But my point is. He had to deal with the pain of his hip for a while. I had dinner at his house once where he walked down the hall and I'm like, 
I, my eyes flash back to the parade tour where he's jumping off the thing, touching his feet, touching his foot. Well, okay, I can't get in there. Touching his foot with his hand and coming down and going like, I, that's good. you do that in heels long enough, I get it. Right. right? And so the pain, anybody who's had a pick replacement will tell you the pain is like that. So, you know, these are the, these are the, these are things that have to happen. These are things that, 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 that happen. So, all that to say. Yeah. Even though he, it was, it, it, it's a tough time. It's not, it's not, it's not about, it's not about abuse. It's about trying to manage pain. It's about big pharma trying to find ways to have you manage pain that right. get you hooked. Right. You know, even though like, he did eventually have it. I believe it was in late 2009. It was after my- I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't like, gonna say it. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll say is because I see people talking about it in the room, but like, look, when they had, did the autopsy, there was a cut, so he did have it. But we don't know if he had more complications from it. We don't know stuff because of how private he was being. But yes, he was in pain for a while and dealing with it. And I do believe this is, my belief on it is that you know the god that saved prince believed in 1985 where when he was afraid to fly in the plane was a different god than prince believed later in life which was a fear of god instead of a loving god just different things but he did i do believe that's one of the reasons he did delay it was because of the religion and yes there is a different version of it but yes the main the main hip replacement surgery that's more successful or more known is the blood transfusion one so that was not an option for him at all. Yeah. 100%. So then, you know, you hear that pr Prince's pass in another meeting you're in, then you're, uh, you're dealing with this stuff. Terrible meeting, And AJ Calloway is the person that called me. Right. He's the one. Hey, you know, hey, you know what's going on? I, um, I immediately knew we had to do something that night. Look, the only reason I made it through, and I've said this, I've said this a number of times, the only thing that got me through that night is that I assigned myself to host the show that BET ran that night. I knew I wouldn't need a script. I knew I wouldn't need any kind of guidance. I knew, and I would, that's not to take away from the people who produced that show, um, who were a monstrous in producing that show. Uh, Rick Grimes and his crew were amazing in, in the production of that show and getting things together. I still actually have a, we, in, in, in a short period of time, we made pillows that had, that had Prince's face on it, one of which I still have in that room back there. Um, but it was, look, the word cathartic was created for what happened with me the night that Prince passed, and I was able to share the joy and love of his music on air at BET, on, on BET, and I'll, I'll never... I'll never stop thanking Deborah Lee, who, who was running the BET at the time, for allowing or allowing me to do that. Like, you know, I still believe I was the best person to do it on short notice. But you know, you don't always want your exec. You don't always want your executives all up in the video dancing. Um, so some people, some people get some people get that reference. I should. <laughs> and you're one of them. So so that was. I mean, it was really that's the thing that got me through that specific right. day that specific day i was just i, I, I look the it's fact that the fact that and it's still it's still to this day 
that I will that I don't get to enjoy the anticipation of seeing a print show again, right? That I don't get to enjoy the anticipation of seeing a print show again is one of the, my biggest losses. It's, it, it is likely the biggest non-person loss of my life because I enjoyed it over, you know, hundreds of shows. I stopped counting at 50 in 1993. Like I stopped counting. It was tough. Yeah. So, yeah. What, 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 was, what was the day like for you? You probably said this before. What, what was the day like for you? It was, there was someone who hit me up earlier that morning that they talked with him every Thursday morning and they weren't able to reach him. So kind of asked someone who bikes, hey, how far are you from Paisley? And she's like about 20 minutes away. I'm like, can you just go by there? Just think something's up. She was there within 10 minutes and sends me photos of like police and paramedics just entering the gates of Paisley. I'm like, oh crap. Then I'm trying to reach someone else who will remain nameless. And they were kind of like, what, what's going on? I think they knew what was going on. They were just denying it. And then here it is, an 818 number on my phone. And I pick up and it's Harvey Levin from TMZ. Jeremiah, this is Harvey. Uh, we're hearing that there's a body that's been found at Paisley. We hear it's Prince's. Um, can you confirm it? And I'm like, I'm not confirming nothing right now. He's like, all right, if we don't hear back from you within 10 minutes, we're going live with the story on TMZ. I uh, called the number that I called earlier and then they sent it to voicemail. And I went, it's true. Cause they would, they would have picked up or they would have denied it. And then I had a choice. Do I go on my own website? Do I go on my own, my own social media accounts? I broke in concert news, posted new music, posted new photos, all this stuff. And I went, you know what? I don't care to break this news first. There are people like Nika Costa and other people that are hitting me up privately. I let them know, but publicly, I just waited till there was an official announcement that wasn't TMZ and put it out there. But it was, I was just, the whole thing was, is like, I was just saying to myself, I was just there. I was just there. So it was just surprising. Couldn't believe it. And then it's just, you're just kind of in shock and people are calling you up to do interviews and you're hitting up, you know, former managers, what should I do? And they're like, look, he trusted you. You need to go on there because if, if they choose other people, they may say things that are untrue. So that's what I did. But um, it was difficult. Then the next day you had ABC News at my place. And then that's when the whole drug question started and I refused to answer it. So they didn't even put my segment on there because I wouldn't even go there with it. Um, but it was just weird and tough. And then every single day there was more and more stuff coming out. You didn't know what was true, what wasn't true. And it was just insane. Now, then you have before the BET Awards, you have the Billboard Awards. And then wait, here. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. okay. So I'm not. Yeah. Give me, give me, give, give me, a, give me a breath. It really, like, I haven't, I haven't recounted this lightly, likely, I don't think at all, ever. I mean, we knew immediately what the BT awards had to be. We knew immediately. That we had to get something on that night, and I'm really still proud 
even though I've never watched it, I've never watched the show that I did in the night that he passed. Never watched it. Um, I'm proud of what we did just for, but the people who watched it gave us some great feedback. And we knew what the BET Awards in that June was going to be in April. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm sorry. And in May, so yes, <laughs> in May, the company that I'm currently working for, working with right now <laughs> uh, produced the Billboard Music Awards. And there, and the tribute, I'm going to miss something. They announced that, that Madonna was going to be part of the tribute and Stevie Wonder was going to be part of the tribute. And then I kept waiting. I kept waiting. I kept waiting. I kept waiting. Like, what else is going to be? And I was like, that's going to be sub-satisfying. Hmm. Right? So, remember, we did the... You, you can say what you want to about the about the about the about our tribute from Michael Jackson. I keep I, I hate bringing back, but Michael Jackson is the closest kind of is literally the closest that can be to this, right? You can say what you want about the about the Michael Jackson tribute that BET Awards did, but we had three days. Yeah, Michael passed on Thursday, and on Sunday we did a show where New Edition, who hadn't performed together in a couple of years. We reunited them to do. Oh, there's a whole other story behind that. Go for it. Um, we reunited them to do. We, we had a decision to make. Jamie Foxx is the host of the show. And by the way, Jamie Foxx can host any show I ever want to because we got so lucky that he was already hosting the show. No other host, I think, could have pivoted and has been as passionate about it as the way Jamie did that night in 2009. So I'm, I'll be sure about that. We had a choice. We had a choice between. There was a, there was a there's a, there a there was one faction of our production crew that was like, let's start with something like I'll be there and something really down, you know, kind of like tributary and will draw tears. And there's another faction that was like, we need to establish immediately that this is a party and celebration of Michael Jackson's life. And hence the opening with new edition with the Jackson Five medley from the 1981. Uh, constituer, right? That's that's basically what what that was. My point being, Sierra, Michael, uh, Neo. Uh, I'm forgetting all the people, and I apologize. That, but three days we had to turn that around. Three days. So it was over a month for the for the for the that award show we talked about before. Was Madonna, and I was like. This is this is mm, just not gonna. Mm, mm, I'm concerned, and right. so I won't go into too much detail. But there was a there was a. I was like, so maybe we have an opportunity here because we know what it could be. And if it is, we can use that as you know when 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 someone when you know when Apollo 13 lost all his energy. It shot around the moon to get the gravitational pull to go back to Earth. I'm like, we can use what's going to happen for this 
as gravitational pull to shoot towards our show that's happening in late June. And so the tribute happened. And I have a picture of myself with Stevie Wonder in the dressing room that night because I let him know before this happened. I was like, bro, I need you to know two things. Number one, we need you to be part of our Prince tribute. Uh, and two, when what comes out comes out, it's not going to be about you. It's going to be about you had this time and this is what you chose to do for this icon of a legend. So the tribute happened. I'm not going to say anything else more about it, but the, but you can see me in the audience. There's literally a shot of me in the audience. If you can find that, if you can find it on YouTube, shot of me always looking like. And when it happened, we had, we had preordained. I think it was something like, yeah, we saw that. Don't worry, we got you. BT yep. Awards in June. Came out crazy quick. It came out crazy quick. It came out because it was it was it, it, it was. Since you won't say oh, it, like, I forgot about that, Michelle. Mimi, I did. I forgot about that. Oh, oh. Anyhow, anyhow, my point was, and I, I probably wouldn't do it now in my in my with my grown self. But uh, it, you- it, was, it was really it was really just a, a way to pull. Look, we used to pull attention to uh, what we were going to do in June. It, that was that was really the thing. It was it was marketing more than more than any more than anything else. Um, but it was, you know, for real Prince fans, it was sub-satisfying. It was, it was and they sub-satisfying. had time. They had time. Here he had Thursday, April 21st, he passes. Saturday Night Live on April 23rd as Jimmy Fallon do a special tribute and it's um, Good Night, My Sweet Prince. They are all the Prince performances in Saturday Night Live, including footage that they had from the 40th anniversary yes. party. Dearly inebriated. Inebriated. It was hilarious. And of course, they did other Fred Armisen skits to take up the rest of the time. But all those performances were awesome. Then, later on in the week, Jimmy Fallon had D'Angelo with Princess backing him up. Maya Rudolph and Gretchen yes. Lee Sometimes it snows in April. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. All these great, solemn tributes. And then Billboard. No disrespect. It just wasn't the right choice perhaps maybe not the right person right choice of song now here it was you guys were thinking of doing something upbeat for michael and they went with something a little bit more well they also they're also there's so many artists who were influenced by and i get it you want to be the big pop show but i you know i just thought maybe have someone who princes that is big enough to have like get somebody who's who's associated with and really down with to get it done and you know right perhaps you know the the relationship between stevie and and, and prince were always solid but perhaps the relationship between the other two weren't weren't it wasn't always as wasn't always as solid wasn't always solid there was there was some there was some love hate they did obviously love song together and and but there was some, there was some, there was some tension. Yeah. The point being, uh, yeah. I had a, I had a really good friend who was in Madonna's camp who thought I was taking that shot at her. And I was really taking a, sh- if there was a shot to be made that the, our, 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 our network was doing, it was really, again, it was more marketing than else. It really was the overall, like, yeah, there could have been more people on there. I'm not, it wasn't, it wasn't a hate against any particular artist that was on there. It's just like, he deserved more 
than what that was there. And that was purely right. my opinion. That was opinion. Again, it was really just marketing to get people to look at our gym, at our, at our, at our gym show. But I had a good yeah. friend who was in um, on this camp who's, who's not, who, who literally that night I saw in a restaurant, I was like, Oh, Hey, Edit. and I got stiff armed, like stiff armed, like, like Heisman in a way that I wasn't ready for. Anyhow. And then I, I saw you at the memorial service in LA, that Manuela and my Tate. And then I didn't really say too much to you. We, you know, we were a little bit sad. I'm like, you got him, right? You were just like, yeah. And that was it. You didn't, you didn't need me to say anything more. And I just went, I just, I just said the Madonna and I just looked away and that's all. We didn't even need to talk further about it. No. But, um, and I was, I, I could look, I never, at, at no point in time, and I'll share a story that I haven't shared before about putting that show together, but at no point in time did I doubt, did I doubt, did I doubt that we would have it, right? Um, and I've mentioned this before, look, I would rather have done neither of these two shows. I want to be very clear. I would have rather done, been involved with neither of these two shows. But if someone had to be involved with the shows that memorialized Michael and Prince. Right. Gotcha. Now, was there stuff that you, that didn't air on the BT Wars that you wanted to air or, or any, anything that you, any ideas that may? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to forget. I'm, I'm, and I apologize. And I'm, and I, I'm going to apologize for. I'm not going to remember everybody who was on the Prince tribute. But the things I do remember is that uh, it was the so Questlove was was instrumental in helping with this. He was instrumental in. <laughs> so D'Angelo was originally announced and booked. Announced and booked for the show. And I know Which, I, was, I was sitting in a car on one one twenty seventh. When I got a call from 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 Amir, this, he's like, "It's just not going to happen." He's just he's just not a place where he can make it happen. Right. So we had we had designs for D'Angelo. That didn't happen, and uh, Bilal, he and D'Angelo was like, "Bilal can tear this up." I was like, "Bilal was dope. We love the Bilal. We know he's part of the he's in in the tribe." And of course, Bilal did the beautiful ones and turned it all the way out, full stop, full stop. He writhed on the ground, nailed the notes, nailed some notes that weren't even in there. So check, Purple Rain, the beautiful ones, check. Not the hit, but reference the time with a real artist who could really nail it. We didn't find some candy of the moment to do it, check. Bilal, beautiful ones. I admit, one of my favorite songs of all time, and Amir's as well, Ballad of Dorothy Parker. It was during this time that I realized, no, 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 that's the wrong way of putting it. Because usually when you do these tributes, you do like maybe a verse, chorus, and out, or make it somehow shorter than the song usually is. <clears throat> Amir was like, I'll never forget it, saying this. You do realize that the Battle of Dorothy Parker is just one long verse. There's no chorus. There's no refrain. There's no B section. I was like, you're right. It's just one long verse. I couldn't think of another, another song that was just one long verse. 
And so there's no real great place to cut Ballard and Dorothy Parker. But you want a real artist who has connections to Prince. Uh, and I had the good fortune of hanging out with that artist and Prince in Dallas, Texas in 2000. It had to be 2004, 2000, I think it was 2004, musicology tour. Uh, Erica Badu. Erica Badu, real artist, real singing, a real Prince song. Check. Janelle Monet, who we had do the Prince tribute in 2010, who, if you listened a while ago, uh, I had the good fortune of talking to Prince about Janelle Monet before Prince and Janelle Monet even met. Right. Right? Where Prince was like, I wish she'd sing more jazz. I just wish she would sing more jazz. That's all I wish she'd sing more jazz. Um, and then they, of course, became, they had a great working relationship, friendship, and everything else. Janelle probably was more torn up than anybody else. I mean, everybody was torn up, but like she had, she was really torn up about it. And so when we were talking about putting together her set, we were talking about what songs you do. She was like, Steven, I need you to trust me. I just need you to trust me. Okay. And then she decided to put on the assless pants. I don't remember that. if you remember this. She did a she did a she did a medley. I can't remember what songs they were, but they were the real poppy songs, right? So we had Ballad Dorothy Park, we had beautiful ones, and and Janelle Monet did all the costumes and did all the real kind of pop songs. Like Raspberry Beret was part of it. I think Kiss may have been part of it. I forget what they were, but like she handled that. So Janelle Monet, real artist who had a connection with Prince. I've never said this out loud before. So for Purple Rain, guess, Jeremiah, guess who I wanted, guess, guess who did this, what the desire was for Purple Rain. Take a guess. Take a guess. No, no, take a guess. Take a guess. Uh, out of all the artists you can choose from? I'm going to give you a hint. Yeah. So as I spread, said on a, on, a, on, a, on a podcast before, <clears throat> he loved women's voices. Yes. So Alicia Keys. He loved women's voices. Uh -huh. the, 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 the key part of that song, there's two key parts of that song, if you ask me. Uh-huh. It's Prince's voice and Prince's guitar playing. Guitar playing. Okay. Well, so, given, given those two hints, given those two hints, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to check on see if I can go to set. Given those two hints, the voice and the guitar playing, where might I have been able to find, where might me have been able to find that in one person? Are we talking about a male or female? Because we didn't have her. Uh, no, 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 no. Remember, female voice. Female, yes. He loves, he loves female voices and guitar player at the same time. See, we didn't have her. I, needed, I wanted somebody who, who could kill that. I wanted to sing and kill that solo. I'm sorry. There's actually three choices. There was three choices. There was there was uh, there was uh, there was another person as well. I forgot. I forgot about that until somebody. I just saw somebody put something up. Well, her was around. Mariah Carey couldn't play guitar, okay. or not like that. So okay. could it be? Yeah. No, no. Nope. 
At least I'm, I'm, I'm looking up Wendy. Her. Nope, not Bonnie Rarity. Nope, not her. Not Jesse Johnson. Not Susie Quattro. All right, we're gonna come back to that one. Another the, one of the first things that came to mind was the thing that the, that the Grammys did the February afterwards, and that was Bruno, Bruno Mars. Bruno yeah. Mars was actually kind of the the among the among the like the first people considering considering considering. Um, right. And I want to I want to I want to I want to start this. I want to I want to go right now go to the end of the story. I think we got the best possible the best possible solution to this because on execution it was a monster it was a monster but all right nobody's nobody's got it so far nobody's got it so far not cheryl crow not judith hill not uh, not my girl india um oh wait john it's paul speaking are you there john are you there um uh nope all right got anybody else yeah, should I just give it up? You're thinking right, so it's Bruno Mars, and Bruno Mars did exactly the thing that, like, when he did that, I thought Bruno Mars' tribute was amazing on the Grammys. Uh, you, if you're into him, maybe you're not into him, but I think Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars is the closest thing to a Prince performer to come to prominence in the 21st century. Fight me. Fight me. Who's better? Who's more proficient than Bruno Mars? It, to come to prominence in the 21st century, Beyonce is 20th century. We're not talking about output. We're talking about performing and other Performance. Stuff. Yes. Performance. Nobody, no, Bruno Mars. All right, let's see. Let me go back to it. Oh, wait, did somebody say it? No. Brittany no. Howard. Ladies and gentlemen, finally, Pam Weiss. Alabama Howard. Alabama, Howard. Alabama shakes what I wanted Brittany Howard to sing. Now you can Ooh. hear it in your head. Can't, you can hear it in your head now, can't you? You can hear it, can't you? She's a beautiful one. She hasn't done Purple Rain before, but yes. Can't you? Right? And when she, you can hear her play that guitar solo, right? Alabama Shakes had not been on vacation for a year and a half. And June of 2016 was the month they had decided they had to all be on vacation. That was it. And then Britney in her concert, her last tour before everything that's happened, she was covering the breakdown in concert. Oh, was she really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, no, so, so just a that that Mimi, so you got it, right? So you understand if Britney, if Britney that would a moment. had rolled into Purple Rain, I, I don't think I've ever said this out loud. I may that have said it on Loopers. Loopers may know about this. Loopers may know about this. I forgot about that. I may have said that. Um, so, but that they were on vacation. And so, once I realized I'm not going to get the the, 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 we're not going to get the the, the the woman with the guitar who's like, let's just find the baddest voice out there. And we did. And it's on YouTube. And if you have not seen, if you have not seen Jennifer Hudson do Purple Rain from the BET Awards 2016, do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. And check that out. So, big biggest anthem song of all time, done by one of the vo- best voices of all time. Jennifer Hudson has one of the most dynamic voices of all time. Best song of all time, one of the best songs of all time is anthem. Check. We got right. the hits. We got the big side. We got everything else. And then I I, I just love what Maxwell did. What Maxwell did. Um, 
with a song that he wrote and then he became his own, uh, Nothing Compares to You, right? Maxwell, in his, in his, in his sure shot, sure shot falsetto and tenor, uh, just took that song home, right? So it was a song he wrote, Risley gave it to, Risley gave it to, um, uh, I'm fighting you, Pamela, on that. I'm not going to go into it, but I'm, I'm fighting you on that. Um, uh, and Maxwell did it that night. Check, right? The cool, the cool song that was originally done by the family, then Sinead O'Connor, then he took it over himself. Check. I tried to get him to do Pink Cashmere, by the way. I remember saying it was so hot. I was trying to get him to do Pink Cashmere, and he wouldn't do it. I tried to get him to do Pink Cashmere, he wouldn't do it. Um, and then finally, you're not going to beat you're not going to beat the tribute that Sheila E did. Now, I'm stunned that a show before us didn't didn't bother to get. Hey, Sheila, guess what? Oh yeah, you want to do the Prince tribute with us? Oh really? Nobody's like, hey, Sheila E. Oh, we love to ask, but we asked uh, we asked somebody else, um, um, like a virgin. Click. Um, so 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 look. So we had uh, we had uh, we had. Um, we Sheila E close it out and bring out the cloud guitar from the Love Sexy tour. She closed it with she she did a Prince like jam session and closed it out with the blue guitar from the jam session and then we had a bunch of rose petal bunch of purple flowers fall from the sky. Yeah, and my team. I think I think I, I think I nailed I think and my pay was there. And uh, Mr. Hayes and a lot of his NPG, the NPG band was there. So if you're a real fan, you you recognize the faces that were on stage with Sheila E. Jeremiah, I, I got to tell you, I've, 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 I've had a lot of, I've been really fortunate to have a lot of highs in my life. But the way I felt after that show, the way I felt that... And the, the number of people who were in his camp that hit me after that show and said he would have been proud of that. Now I want to be very clear. I want to because I'm saying I'm but like I'm on this here, but I but this show doesn't happen without Jesse Collins, without Janae Rousin, without Dion, without Connie Orlando, right? This, this show doesn't happen while without a crew of people. Um I will fight each of them and none of them will give me a fight to say that I'm, I'm the most, I was the most passionate Prince fan and wanting to make it come together. Uh, it doesn't happen without Amir, but I mentioned Amir earlier. It doesn't happen without Amir. So when I say like, we, we, we do this, I need to un- you to understand there's a group crew of people. And when I talk about Jesse, Janae and Dion, these are the same people who, who brought you the weekend at the, at the Super Bowl earlier, the same people who uh, brought you part of the Grammys, the same people who brought you the Oscars, Right, they cut their teeth on the uh, on the good old BET awards. So it was an all star crew that put their put everything they had into making sure that Prince was tributed the correct way. All right, I'm talking too much. Sorry about that. No, you had a story to tell, and there was no one else that could tell it. I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. You wasn't working behind the scenes of it. It was just a lot of different stuff going on. Now, it's been five years. At this, at, at one point, some point, it doesn't feel like five years, but after last year, it seems like it's been ten years. It feels like a long time. It's just crazy. And yes, we've been getting unreleased material and a bunch of other stuff that's been great. And 
there's a problem that we're having to where we're, they're putting out a lot of music and a lot of great stuff. But then you have, not to try to do a comparison, but the MJ estate who doesn't do nearly as much as the Prince estate, right. the numbers are so much more astronomical. Maybe it's because that Michael was more accessible for so much longer. But yeah. yeah. My, what, I mean, look, go, sorry, ben, sorry. No, go ahead. Before I, no, yeah, I, I think you're, I, I was, I was, I was really, literally just going to say, like, I think it, Michael was more accessible as a pop star. Look, five year olds can sing Billie Jean or rock with you, right? There's something about Michael's voice, Quincy Jones's production that just transcends time. Right. And I, and, and, and Michael was a trailblazer in the way he performed, but his music, his music felt like it was a kind of a, it was a slope. It was a slope up, like every project, right? Prince was breaking, breaking form. Prince was breaking norms. Prince was lyrically, it took me 10 years to realize he, he, he we had, a, we had, a, we have an argument, an argument about, about, I think I've said this on, this on the show before. He's like, he, he, he hated the song, everybody in the club getting tipsy. He hated that song. And it led us to a conversation about lyrics and nastiness and lyrics. Like, is this too far? And it was the time I decided like, okay, I, gotta, I, I can't just listen to this. I gotta go. I was like, yeah, but you started this. Like, this was you. Like, you're the person who did, like, this is why it's happening now. And he said, yeah, yeah, but I pioneered it. That's different. I was the first person to do it. Now everybody's just doing it behind me. And I was like, yeah, but you started it. And I didn't, I think I didn't realize in that moment and for maybe even 10 years, the value of pioneering, right? The value of pioneering. And while I believe Michael Jackson pioneered many things in terms of dancing, mixing dancing with music, visuals, performance level, bringing right. Broadway to the, like, well, I fully, like Michael was that, his songs actually were just kind of slopes up from what preceded it, right? No one can say that about Prince's music. Prince's music sounded different. Prince gave soul to a, what used to be a soulless drum machine. Prince had chord progressions that no one had ever seen. Prince put harmonies into pop music that theretofore never existed, right? Right, And so all that to say is like, five-year-olds understand Michael Jackson because it's, it's harmonically right on and his singing is in that spot and it has great melodies that are not necessarily challenging all of the time rock with you with a lovely melody one of the best melodies i think of all time but it's not a challenging one right. if i was your girlfriend is a thing does that make, does that make am i making any sense now, what can they do? Because like I said, they're, the Prince Estate is doing a lot and a lot of great stuff. You know, there's going to be some stuff that people don't like, and I hate the whole Prince wouldn't want this, Prince wouldn't want that crap discussions that go on. We could talk about that forever and other things and bring up stuff, but we won't get into it. What I want to know is, is what can the estate Prince, do? Prince, Prince, Prince wouldn't want to be dead either, but he is. Thank you. It's just ridiculous. I mean, they're trying to do, there's so much stuff that he did 
that if you were paying attention to 85, you would have been like, oh, Prince would have never done that. Prince would have never done an Oprah interview. Prince would have never done the Super Bowl. Prince would have never let his never been in an NBA uh, courtside game. You talk about this. Prince would have never had an all-female band. Prince would have never done Coachella. Prince wouldn't be doing the BET Awards. That's a lot. But all this stuff that, that you put this these things in that they don't understand that he wouldn't have done at one point in his career and ended up doing later. You know, he was constantly breaking stuff. And now it's hard to have that argument. So with that being said, with the Prince Estate doing a lot, but the Michael numbers, the estate is not, they're not doing a lot. But they're astronomical how much more they're selling, how much more they're able to do. What do you think the Prince Estate could do? And I know it's about we got to get the younger generation in. You know, the, the fans are getting older. We How do we open Prince up to a new generation at the same time, make him be, make people's eyes open to the brilliance of what he was, that they're not sleeping on him as much? And as I got it, brought. Pr- pr- I don't think it's going to happen because Prince was too complicated. Like Prince was too, Prince, Prince's music is too, you, it's, 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 it's not simple. It's not easy. Like, like I believe in the same way, I believe Michael Jackson, I don't mean, I don't, I don't mean it's disrespectful. I mean, Michael Jackson is someone you hum along to almost every single one of his songs, right? He's got visuals that are appealing and alluring and the black and white videos like dancing and you know and the motown 25 and and prince is just a little you know not everybody's comfortable playing a lot of their prince songs around their dumb kids everybody's comfortable playing want to be starting something everybody's comfortable playing rock with you everybody's comfortable playing don't stop till you get enough around youngsters and so they hear it when they're two years old we all know people who are sub 10 years old who can sing Michael Jackson lyrics. And I, and I think that's a great thing. I think the challenge is, you know, no 10 year old is going to be singing Lady Cab Driver. Or am I black or white? Am I straight or gay? Like, it's just, it's just like, it, it's, it's just two different entities. Doesn't make one better than the other. And I think, I think, I think that, uh, the Prince of State is doing a really good job of monetizing that which they have, right? And what they have is a vault. They have a vault full of music that they can bring out and attach it to stuff that we already love, right? I think Sign of the Times is, is as close to an, as an awesome, um, and I admit Sign of the Times is my favorite album of all time. I think it's as close to as an awesome celebration of what existed while matching messing with stuff that he was doing during the time as as anything right michael had a limited amount of output and so you're constantly kind of reselling the same songs and they're easy to do that it's easy to do that but i I don't you know prince didn't prince didn't have that michael jackson over as long a period of time as michael jackson had that michael jackson rock Right, Prince, Prince. Prince was from '84. His biggest was really '84, like '84 to '86, '87. I think. I'm going to be clear. My favorite is it time for me to change. I'm not going to change shirts. All right. So my favorite stuff. Diamonds of pearls. 
which is his second best-selling album, which a lot of people keep forgetting. Yeah, you gotta forget. Uh, Diamonds and Pearls was the number. Was a, I think Diamonds and Pearls was a number two song. It, it failed to make it to number one because it writes uh, it. Fred. Was it? Was it really write that, Fred? I'm too sexy prevented Diamonds and Pearls from hitting number one. It hit number one on the R&B charts, past Insatiable. But right said freaking Fred with I'm Too Sexy was what prevented Dimes of Pearls from hitting number one. So all you know, all, all that to say is like, look, Michael Jackson was Michael Jackson. You know, it really started with Off the Wall, and then Thriller took it through, and then yeah, Bad, and then Dangerous, and then History. He was doing Mike. Mike was doing stadiums from '84 through '90. Five, mm -hmm. right? So, so, I mean, and, and again, it's not about the musical quality. It's about the musical input. It's not about who was better. It's right. just what the world at the time was able to, what was palatable, palatable to the world. That's all. Right. Got to think see, about. Let me see who's dragging me for saying some stuff on that. Who is? No, I'm just saying. I'm saying who's dragging me. Uh, it's no, it's all good. It's all good. Now, what would you like to see come out from the vault or whatnot that you know is there? Before we open up the questions to everyone to talk about anything from back in the day or whatnot, Stephen Hill, what would you like to see, at least from the vault, that you know is in there? Uh, journey to the center of my heart. Not even a question. You know that. You've had this before. His, his ver I want to hear a pristine, no. hear a pristine like version. Project. What's that? More than just one song, a project. I want to hear Crystal Ball in its original form. No, no, uh, yeah, Crystal Ball, the, the original Crystal Ball, in its original form. That's what I want to hear. Got bootlegs, but but there's something about missing the lows and the highs and missing the bass where it belongs that that makes it less than satisfactory for me. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I want the, I mean, I kind of have the, the original version of uh, is it, uh, Days of Wild. The original Days of Wild, not the one he put on the other. I want the original Days of Wild. Um, the technique being sampled. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, All right. Hold on to your wings. Yep. Breakdown. This is a button. Um, how about you? What, what do you want to hear? What's the one, not just, just the one thing that you know exists that you want to hear? There's a lot, and there's probably there's some stuff I get in trouble with, so I can't. There's just a lot. What that you can mention, like we all got something. I like, I like to see more. I'll just put it this way, without mentioning more of the videos that he shot that haven't been released. Oh, yeah. those yeah. out. So oh, can, oh God, I'm sorry. The list, the concert video. I want, I want, uh, I want the original version of the of the Stockholm, Sweden video from 1986. Which is currently, while I'm on the treadmill, changing my life. It is on. I am on the treadmill every day. The, I, I put the first, the first thirty on, then I skip over the doobie baby part, and then I go to the last part. Changes my life on the treadmill every day. Awesome. But I want. But I, but I have a blur. I have a blurry version. I have a blurry version. Okay. Now let's get to the good stuff. Exactly. Another stuff that we haven't covered because questions. Yes, because it seems like everyone wants to bring up a gain sport and they want to do other stuff. So now here it is. We're opening up to you. We're opening up to you of what you guys want 
I see people agreeing about, they want to know if there's an extended version of a door. We heard there is, but then some people are saying no, that there isn't. That 3120 movie. 3120 movie is what I, I want to see that too, I admit. 3121 movie. Um, yeah. more, li- more live shows. I, you know, I, I'm ready to argue that the parade tour is better than the Purple Rain tour. I'm ready to have the argument. I I'm think to, so. To, like not to be arrogant, but not, but not as good, but not as good as Love Sexy, right. but not as good as Love Sexy. And I wouldn't wouldn't be saying arrogant, excuse me, but like Purple Rain tour was kind of like paint by numbers, and he got bored with it. I think with the parade tour that they were challenging him, and he was challenging him, and that's why I think the tour was better. Yeah. No disrespect to the Revolution because they were still the same band. No, they weren't. But the, but the parade, the parade tour was was as programmed as the Purple Rain tour. There wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of variation to the parade tour overall. Some nights went in different directions, but you know, P- Purple Rain. I still felt when he was on the when he was on the the keyboards, he could go other places. He rarely did. But once, once the down once the downbeat for Computer Blue start, started, I remember talking to the guy the guy who promoted that show, Jeff Sharp. Jeff Sharp was like. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff would happen. But once the downbeat for Computer Blue happened, like we knew exactly how much time there was to the end of the show. Or, or the end of the show before, 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 the, uh, before the encore, because he would he was stretched out. I, I, I would not forget. And yes, but the Adore Prince has said that there was an extended version, but the people that are going through the vault are saying that they haven't found it. I don't so, want it. I don't want it. Yeah. Here's another one. Wait, 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 wait. Why would we want an extended version of Adore? That song is literally perfect as it is. Yeah. Some songs don't need an extended version. All right, let's talk about our favorite extended verses while we're here. Another love hole in your head with the horns in the breakdown. Yes. Mountains. Mountains. Extended versions we don't like. We're going to be honest with you. Paisley Park with all guitars. Not necessarily the greatest in the world. Paisley Park. Extended, not the greatest. What about Girl? Uh, Kiss, great extended version. Yes. Pop Life, what's the matter with your sex? It's 15, 15 minutes, your best. I guess you, I guess you gotta get it off your chest. Yes. Uh, all right, let's see what else. Uh, House Quake, Mo Quake, nah, it's nah, nah. Oh, that's Nah. Glam yeah. How about I wish you heaven? Heaven, yeah. Heaven, sugar mama. Yes, we'll go with that one. Uh, oh, uh, his his best, one of his best ones of all time. Let's and work. and Amir breaks down the difference in how he changed keys and everything else in this one. And I don't, I remember the deal, but I know he changed the he changed the drum. Uh, Little Red Corvette. Little Red Corvette is one of the best. Extended versions Mayday. of all time. Mayday. <laughs> now, <clears throat> someone asked this. Yeah. If you did have Prince Bootlegs, if you did, Stephen. If I had Prince Bootlegs, yes. Okay, good. If you did, and he knew, did he say anything you, to you about it? I know what he said to me, but what did he say to I would you? Never, I did. So, my bootleg question, I never told him that I had bootlegs. Because I knew how he felt about bootlegs. I mistakenly told him that I found the instrumental stems to Papa was a Rolling Stone once and how thrilled I was about it. And I'll never forget the, the look on his 
face. He was like, well, who got paid from that? We found that. That's great. You used it. Who got paid from it? And I was like, oh, my dumb ass. My dumb ass. Um, <clears throat> oh, can we, uh, 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 I just, yeah, I just have to mention <clears throat> Rapop go the set rooms. Or pop go the zipper. I don't know why I need to. I feel like I'm making to mention that right now. Precious by Shark Tank Chairman on the box. This get Precious by Shark Tank Chairman on the box. Let me stop. Anyhow, all right. Uh, what are we talking about now? And then, you know, because when he talked about me, I brought it up because when he released Extra Level officially, people were upset that it wasn't close to the original version of Recording 82, even though he's mentioning rape and other stuff. And he's like, they heard a version of it that they weren't supposed to hear. Now, oh, a version of what? Extra lovable. The original 83. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 82, excuse me. Yeah. And then when he released it, I'm like, yeah, people are upset about that in the original, but I know that you couldn't do it. And he's all like, they heard a version they weren't supposed to hear. And they're upset at me over that. Yeah, yeah. So, because it's all like if extra level, if any other artist of today would release that, would be a hit. But because it's me, it won't be a hit. Yeah. Look, there there was ages, and there always is going to be ages. Oh, shout out to Kim Bellantoni and Achario. Chowderico. I'm so sorry I butchered your name. You know who you are. Revolver Records in NYC was the bomb. Revolver Records had all. All of the bootlegs. I would spend Saturdays and Sundays in there. And I, like you, Kim, spent thousands of dollars in Revolver Records. Yes. Yes. Shout to you. Shout to you, Kim. Wait a minute. Kim Bellantoni and Chattarico. I'm so sorry I butchered that name. It feels like it's a great name, but I butchered it. I apologize. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleaker Bob's and Melrose, other places in Santa Barbara, Main Street. Uh, it just, they got a lot of money. Aaron's Records, yeah. Sam Walker, just other Mayhem Records, Mayhem Music. But, um, yeah. oh, Scott, yeah. Erotic City. How can I forget? We could, Erotic City, let's go crazy as tender. Yeah, Paul, you're right. Susan, I'm with you. Um, I love, how about, I love how long, how scandalous goes. Um, another, how about another Lonely Christmas? Nah, I was gonna, I, I, okay, I, I can't lie, I was never a fan of that song. I was glad Girl. I had it. But... What about Girl? What's that? Those are some that just. Which one? Girl. Girl. Oh, love Girl. Love, love. No, no. Okay. Love all that. Oh, and Hello. Hello, lo- hello Extended is the ish. What about La La La? He, he, he. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, what, I would die for you, the live version from what I believe is Landover, Maryland. I could be wrong about that. Let's see. Nikki's talking about as well. Arms of Orion. There wasn't like an okay. No, 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 no. If, if someone put arms, of, did somebody mention arms of Orion? Yes, and I know that's okay. going to happen. Off. No, Go no, for no. it. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you why. I, I, I can tell you that right now. Whoever mentioned arms of Orion, it was either Pammy. KRS uh, or someone named Crazy. It was one of those three mentioned Arms of Orion because in my show, in my show that I do on Instagram live on Thursday, yep, not, not, <laughs> I said Pammy, KRS, or Crazy. It was Pammy. 
Because uh, I have a thing for Arms of Orion. I love Arms of Orion. And people tell me that is the wackest Prince song ever. <laughs> right? And so I like it. So when I play it, they make fun of me. So I knew with anybody who mentions Arms of Orion, I'm like, you got to be a looper player. You got to be a looper player. You got to be a looper. Mimi, it could have been you too. VK and Can as well. Anyhow. Anyhow. All right. I'm sorry. The questions. I'm sorry. I'm, I am. Uh, I'm so happy to be here talking about Prince. You don't understand. They're like, where's, although it wasn't officially released because there was the I Would Die For You. It's not. 10 minutes. It's not. But 30 minute version there is, although that's an unreleased version of it, unreleased cut, there is a 30 minute version of that. Oh, that which one? Oh, which one? I would die for you. There was a 10 minute version was, that was I thought it was released. Was 30, I thought it was released. A 10 minute version of it was, yes. But there is a full 30 minute version that's circulating from the same session. Oh, okay. Cool. They edited well, it down. Was, look, uh, I, I had the good fortune of seeing the Purple Rain tour. I saw the Philadelphia when we started with America. We 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 decided like I want to I want to start with the song that's not out yet. His people, the people were like wait what we know it starts with let's go crazy like nope I want to start I want to play behind the stage America I'm gonna do it fine. Right. Uh, and then I saw it in Worcester, Massachusetts, the two days before the Syracuse one that everybody knows. And here you go. Just you mentioned America. Maybe she thought you know, you were saying Welcome to America, but Shelby J is Shelby. There is no other to compare to you. Look, play it. Listen, uh, Baby Love is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's done by the group Mother's Finest from the year, I don't know, call it 1977. But when Shelby J wraps those lips and vocal cords around the song Baby Love, originally done by Jane, uh, uh, Jane, uh, Joyce Kennedy uh, with, uh, with Mother's Finest, ain't nothing finer than when... There is no other to compare to you. You got me. Anyhow, Shelby, I love you. You know that to be true. You know that to be true. One of my favorite moments of Shelby's, not including Super Bowl, not including all this other stuff, was First Avenue, 777. First Avenue, where Prince, Purple Rain, all this stuff. Love Changes, Prince and Shelby J doing Love Changes. And I am so glad that I have a recording of that show that I shouldn't be having. But no, oh, good. Well, it's good. It's good to know what my fee for doing your show is going to be. Oh, that's fantastic! It's good to know what my this fee, my fee for doing your show three times is. There you go. <laughs> we have to you love changing. But an amazing that performance, the guitar playing, her vocals, their duet, amazing. Yes, Shelby, amazing. Shelby is my, I, I must say this because you're on, you're here. Uh, I always felt like Prince enjoyed when Shelby was singing at the, at the especially at the after shows. The after shows is where, like, I, I, I talk about this, I talk about the, the, the con show. Uh, Shelby, I don't know if you're on when I was talking about the con show, uh, 2010. You did both Baby Love and Brown Skin. Um, and I, I, there was just always this thrill on on Prince's face on Prince's face when 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 you sang. Now I just loved your face when you were sitting next to him at the BET Awards in 2010 too. So anyhow, 
The love is real. That face. And Shelby, Shelby was on the D'Angelo Voodoo tour as well. Now, outside of a Prince tour, the Voodoo tour was one of the baddest tours ever, ever to hit the boards. Talk to him. Talk, talk to him, Shelby. Let them know. Let them know. The, the, the disciple was almost as good as the teacher on the Voodoo tour. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Yes, and we can't wait to have Shelby on closer to the release of Welcome to America. 100% but always glad where she can join us. She's been recording all night tonight. So she was like, I'm going to get in here. I'm going to take a little bit of a break and uh, join Jimmy and Steven. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Shelby. So. There is no other to compare to. Let me stop. That's one right there. That's one right there. That's one right there. Yeah. And the questions, any other questions, sir? Of course there's gonna be. We'll get to See, it. We mentioned erotic city. We mentioned erotic city, right? People brought up 17 days. I know you were talking about extended versions though. 17 days is a great B side. Don't get me wrong. Which one? Is? There's an extended 17 days. But that's not extended. Although supposedly a version that there's supposedly a version of it that's extended. I've, that's, I've never heard that. That's not that's not a experience I Right. So, but, all day, all night. Is there an extended version? We'll find out. We'll be getting that in uh, 2024, I'm sure. We'll get the Purple Rain Special Edition Super Deluxe. That'll be recent. Let's ask questions that Stephen will know. Um, Pammy, yes, I, I have gone to see Prince's exhibition at the uh at, at uh the museum in nashville i got to go i went on a preview i'm actually on the board of of that and i thought it was it was awesome i thought it was really really well done and dignified and i wish there were a little bit I, i'm looking forward to there being a bit more uh but it's kind of kind of awesome this is the national museum of african-american music in nashville oh wait yo have you heard um are you familiar with the session the session ig live the guy who has all the stems for let's go crazy Play up. This dude, um, um, Christian, Christian James Hand. Somebody, somebody will get us in the chat. Is session the session IG live on IG? Dude, somehow he's tapped into all of the stems. Right. Literally the stems from all these songs he does. He has Phil Collins and Michael Jackson and you know like Nine Inch Nails, and he has the stems for Let's Go Crazy. He has the vocals isolated. He has the unused guitar solo at the end of Let's Go Crazy. Jeremiah, me and you, we're, we're good at this, but he right. has the stems like, for the long version of Let's Go Crazy. And what you need to understand is what I didn't know until he played them is that in the middle of that, there's actually a vocal where he does the whole dearly beloved, we are gathered here today, get to this thing called life. And he does it in a different way through that thing. Right. I don't know. You've heard, you've heard it before or no? I may have, but it's not something that I've heard multiple times so I could be so familiar with it. Here's a question I know that you haven't been. You haven't been a speaker yet at the celebration of Paisley. Would you like to be in the future? And has it ever been discussed? Uh, one more time. What's that? Being a speaker at Paisley or being on the panel during the celebrations? 
Is that the you'd be interested in? Anybody wants to reach out to me, DM me. I would gladly do any anything that celebrates the music of Prince. I would un, I would do without a challenge at all. Uh, Nikki wants to. What do you think uh, of the Black Album? Say it again. Nikki uh, wants to know what you think of the Black Album. <laughs> I love I, I I I love everything about the Black Album. I uh, um, the short version for those who who um, uh, so uh, I went to go see the Love Sexy tour when it was in London uh, before it came to the states. It went to the, it was in the U.S. Uh, I, uh, and the Black Album. Was like this myth, this like this this thing. So I go to Wembley Wembley Arena with my friend Kevin, who's been my best friend since ninth grade. Go to go to Wembley Arena, and come and and we're leaving one day. Love sex tour, fantastic. And it's like dudes dudes little in the corner, dudes little in the corner, like yo, got the black album cassette tape, got that black album cassette tape, yo yo, black album cassette tape. I was like, wait what? Five quid, five quid. I can't do an English accent, so I'm not gonna try. Five quid, and I and and I was like, Kevin. I need five pounds right now. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, trust me, I need this cassette tape. And that's where I bought. In in July of 88 is when I bought the bought my first cassette tape of the Black Album. And it is still to this day one of my favorite, favorite funky albums. I think, look, look, you try to get on, you get on the treadmill with uh, Cindy C and Dan on it. And uh, do, 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 um, do, do. I can't think of the name of the, what's the name of the first song? The Grind? The Grind, The Grind. Yeah, you know, try to stay still, try really? to stay, I dare you. But I, what I didn't have, it was, until I got the CD version, was the very end of the CD, where he says, what kind of fuck version was that? <laughs> what, what kind of fuck version was that? So I had the whole, the, it, it really was a great, it was a great print of the Black Album that I got in July of '88 from some dude on the corner in 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 uh, in London, uh, but without the eh, what kind of fuck version was that? Now people are asking, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite album? That Fa favorite album is easy. Favorite album is easy. Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times. My favorite album of all time. Sign of the Times. My favorite. It's not my favorite Prince album. It's my favorite album of all time. My favorite song. It changes, I admit, throughout the years, right? So, so when I interviewed him in 2004, uh, it was a door, which is why I have asked him to play it every single time. Um, after, after that, um, sometimes it's the song "Love Sexy." <laughs> I want to write my name on your wall. <laughs> you got me dripping, dripping all the floor, dripping all the floor. If I come back as a woman, I want to buy it like yours. I buy it like yours. That shit right there. That's it right there. That's kind of fire. So anyhow, so so uh, so it, it changed the song. The, the famous song changes every once in a while. Breakdown, Erotic City, um, among them. Lady Cab Driver was my favorite Prince song for a very long period of time. Um, but yeah, uh, Arms of Orion had to say that for the Loopers. Just had had to say that for the Loopers. Uh, but yeah, yeah, look, you know, he's got a couple of singles and I love, you know, if I could ever make the sound that he makes with the guitar at the end of, oh, I'm gonna, I can't wait to answer this question. Um, Cody Breedlove, I'm going to answer your question in a moment. If I could make, ever make the sound that I could make at the end of uh, 1999, ding, 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 
if I ever if I ever find a way to make that sound on guitar, I will never leave the house. You will never see me again because I will be playing that for the rest of my life. Uh, can you post can you post post Cody Breedlove's question? Yes, I was going to ask you um, someone else's. What we'll get that one first. There we go. Was Prince supposed to play the BET Awards in 2011? He was a seat filler, and someone told him the band was off-site rehearsing. So, I tell, uh, so I've never told this part of the story. Uh, it was 2010. It was the year we honored him, which um, I've said on this show before. Uh, Michael Jackson died in 2009. I think that was a lot. Of, and I've heard after I after this that a lot of the reason that he let us tribute him in 2010 is because he was so devastated when Mike died in 2009. He's like, I'm going to take, I, I'm going to allow these people who I, who I know love me, tribute me so I can say things that I want to say. So that being said, the band was absolutely on site rehearsing. I know that because when I tell stories of like, I've been in a, I've been in crowds, I've been in places where I've seen Prince perform from a hundred thousand people to where I'm the only person in the room. It was during those rehearsals where I was the only non-band member in the room. So he was indeed rehearsing in 2010 for the award show. His band was sitting on stage. His band was ready to play in case he wanted to play. Shaka Khan was supposed to usher him to the left to yep. go meet the band on stage. She took him to the right and he kept moving. So the answer is yes. There was a, and, he, and I want to be clear. He always said like, I may play, I may not, I may not, I may, I may play, I may not. But we were clear that like Shock was supposed to usher him to the left where his band was waiting on stage for him to play. And she ushered him off stage. And we, so we lost that performance. So the answer is yes, in 2010. Corey, I love that question. Uh, yeah. And now what about this one? From your interview from 2004 for the Music Aussie Tour, was there any footage that never aired? Yes. Was yes, 100%. I, you know, it's funny. So it, a while ago, being at the beginning of pandemic, I actually meant to go chase that down, and I just never did. Uh, I probably will. I have, I have a uh, shout-out to Sanaa um, Sana Humray, who, who, who <laughs> I was like, can you get a shot where we're both in it? He's like, nope. He wants, he, he wants a shot where it's just one camera's pointing at him. One camera's point to you, and she cheated one camera, uh, and that's why you got the picture that you used for the last one, where like I'm saying something, he's laughing. She cheated that camera so it would get us both in the same shot, right? He was he was fine with it, um, but yeah. So somewhere there's there's a there's some stuff. We used all the best stuff. I want to be clear, we used all the best stuff, but um, somewhere there's stuff, and I haven't made it. I haven't. I literally haven't made it. I haven't looked at my interview I did with him since he passed away. Um, and, but somewhere I will find, I will find that and I will, one day I'll put it up. There was, there's, there's some Prince words that have never been seen on TV or any kind of medium and yeah, the world, the world, the world decides. <laughs> awesome. mm -hmm. Watch out for Stephen Hill and one day get, wait, that, did that one, was that part in the, in the, I didn't nope. leave that in the, wait, wait, when he says watch out for Stephen Hill, I didn't leave that one in there. Nope. Should I, should I tell the story? Go for it. We got time. So, so we're, interview, we're interviewing, and I, and I think I've said, I've said this to people before. And I, I thought this part made the show, but it, mm -hmm. but they say it wouldn't make sense for it to make the show. Um, 
And so uh, he had been sitting there, and I think somebody from MTV interviewed him before. Uh, and I came and I came and sat down, and we were we were friendly by then. And I had a had a I think a suit and a tangerine shirt, and he was like, mm, "What you really need is like a tangerine scarf in your pocket." I was like, "Well, dang, I wish I, but I don't have one." He said, "You know what? I might be able to find one for you." And he talked to his son. I was like, "Can you find a tangerine thing?" And he said, "No, no, he doesn't have one." Okay, cool. All right, but then we really look good with Tangy Party Square. And so I'm like, okay, well, we start the interview. And of course, if you've seen the interview, it starts with, because they said you have a limited amount of time, limited amount of time, so you should get in right away. Don't forget the pleasantries. And so they say, okay, ready, roll. I say, do you feel like you think, and he goes, you're supposed to introduce yourself. <laughs> just like breaks it. You're supposed to introduce yourself. I was like, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Hi, my name is Stephen Hill, and your name is, and he wasn't expecting me to turn around on him. He's like, your name is, he goes, um, Prince. And that's how we started the interview. But in the intermittent interview, I asked him, what would, you have, what would you have told yourself? What would Prince of now told yourself 25 years ago? And his answer was, mm, I would have said, watch out for Stephen Hill. Watch out for Stephen Hill and make sure he has a tangerine a cough because he go, you have a tangerine cough because he's going to need it one day. And I don't think I don't know if that's in the in, in the interview or not. I thought we I thought we left it's it in the interview. It's not. You had and you had two that aired. You had one there, and there was another one at midnight. It was a little bit longer that had the thing where Prince said you're supposed to introduce yourself. I've yeah. seen that, but yeah. the part about the tangerine scarf, no, it's not in there. No. Oh yeah, because he, he, he look he he, did, he ended up not answering the question. He didn't answer. Because it was all like, what would you tell yourself 25 years ago? He's like, I tell myself to watch out for Stephen Hill and have a tangerine scarf because he's going to need it one day. And then my response, my response was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you're supposed to introduce yourself. <laughs> That's all I want. But that was fun. Look, here's, here's my, one of my, one of, look, one of the things I'm proud of, of, of uh -huh. is if you type into YouTube, best Prince interview ever, my shit comes up. Go ahead. You can try it. Type into YouTube best Prince interview ever. Now, recently, for some reason, about three months ago, they cut off all the comments. So you can't see the comments of people. And it wasn't me. I didn't do it. I, it's, not, it's not my thing. Uh, but they cut, they, cut, they, cut off, they cut off all the comments for some reason. So lame. Someone asked this question. This is yeah. personal preference, of course. What is his... Here. But this one, what about most, most underrated or underappreciated album of his? Matt wants to know. Old Friends for Sale. And what about the entire album? Are you talking about the Vault Old Friends for Sale? Or the yeah, track? Vault Old Friends for Sale. That's okay. The one with, it, that's okay. Is that the one that it's the way she walks? It's the way yeah. she walks. It's about the walk. It's, it's about, about that walk. Mm-hmm. What comes up after? Yeah, she spoke to the longer version. She spoke to me. Yeah, that one. And what was, right. what was the one with dinner with Dolores? What was the one had dinner with Dolores? Chaos and Disorder. Chaos and Disorder. I, I enjoy Chaos and Disorder. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Come has Come has Dark on it. So, you know, any, any album has Dark on it that doesn't, just doesn't get played. It's, it's a problem. Right. I can't she spoke to me. What Steven's most precious memorabilia you have in your collection, aside from your memories? Of, of Prince? Yes. 
So somewhere I have a, a, a purple flower that was dropped during the Purple Rain Tour when they punch a higher floor and everything came out. Somewhere I have a purple flower that may still be in my car. These are, I have, these are the purple flowers that we dropped after um, Sheila E's finale on uh, the BT Awards 2016. Of course, this picture right here is you know the one I love with because just when he came up saying like I'm gonna play this bass in your face, right? Which is which I heard the same thing he said to Michael Jackson in Vegas. Um, yeah. Uh, but the glee he said, look, my biggest, my best artifact is my memory, and as I said, is my memory of. He never made me feel bad about being a super fan, even though I was exec. Even though I was exec, we had to do business. He always allowed me to be like in the front and dancing and made fun of me when I would sweat too much and, and made fun of me, but but in a, in a jovial way, not a bad way. And look, my favorite artifacts are the people around him who, after he passed said, like, he really, he really enjoyed your energy. Right. And there's, there's a lot of people who, you know, I wouldn't say we, we weren't close friends by any stress, but like, it was really cool when we got to see each other. We had great conversations and things I'll never forget. Um, but I'm glad that I was, if I was ever able to bring the guy joy who brought me so much joy at any point in time, that's the, that's, that's the best, that's kind of the best artifact, I would guess. You know, if it's, if it's, if it's you know, yeah. I mean, I, I have the same, I have the tickets from the first time I ever saw Prince to, you know, as you saw, you know, the last time. Never saw friends. So. Paramount, February 2016. And uh, from YouTube, Don is asking, what was the best life or business advice he shared with you, aside from a tangerine scarf? Don't be afraid to pioneer. And, and a lot of that was behind that whole, that whole, uh, uh, is everybody in the club get tipsy thing? Like, pioneer like pioneer like and, and and no there's no pioneer ever that didn't meet resistance there's no pioneer ever that didn't meet resistance gotcha and oh, shelby, shelby, shelby i appreciate you saying that i i, I appreciate it. <laughs> no house that was actually yes we talked so, so we talked about snow house last time shelby i really appreciate you saying that like like you don't understand Anyhow, Still House was the night after the, the BT Wars 2010. And, it, you know, if he enjoyed what happened, he would go out and perform and put on a show for like, it could be like five people, it could be 50 people, 500 people. And that Soho House, <laughs> that Soho House was just, that was, that was a Lionel Richie night. And it was just a, a I appreciate that, Shelby. Thank you. Thank you. It was, I appreciate that. So. And it never, he never made me feel stupid about it because I never held back. Like I never, I was never the cool guy in the front row. I was never the cool guy. Like if I, I'm up dancing, I'm up singing everything. I'm up air guitar because he deserved, he deserved the energy. He deserved the energy. I remember Jamie Foxx, 1997, Love for Another Show at the Pantages Theater. Jamie Foxx. Living color success. Here he is, fourth row at the Prince show, and he's just too cool 
at that time, hands in the pocket, standing up, Prince time, I get everyone clap their hands. Of course, sometimes with LA, it's just like a Paul McCartney thing. <laughs> he refused to do it. But by the time musicology rolled around at 3121, <laughs> damn, if anyone saw him, he was losing his shh. But he was too cool for school in, in 97, just like, I, I can't do it. I'm just, I think maybe he was just afraid of looking him in his eyes that night. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand it as well. I can, I can absolutely understand that as well. I can absolutely understand that as well. Look, he was, it, 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 you know, it, it's great to know that you were alive when a once in a, it's not, it's more than a lifetime. It's more than a lifetime. Like, there's, to me, there's literally no one else that we've ever, like, ever been able to be around like that that could do the things that he did and who pushed people the way they did and assembled talent the way the way that he did no like no one no one so anyway for sure and it's great that we lived in a time where we got to enjoy him so many times yes you said you stopped counting in 93 at 50, at 50. I stopped counting 93 at 50. It was 50 right. by 93. And then, like I said, the number of times I was able to, I was, was fortunate enough to see him after shows, you know, large shows, drove to Germany to see him when Duran Duran was his opening act. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I said this at the beginning of Almost as much as I miss print shows, I miss the. But uh, Shelby, thank you very much, Shelby. Thank you very much. Love always, you too, my dear. Said, trust me, it resonates. I I appreciate that. Um, uh, almost as much as seeing Prince perform, I miss the anticipation of seeing Prince perform. I miss the three days before going like, oh my god! In three days, I'm going to see Prince perform. Two days before, like, it's only forty eight hours till I see him get on stage. You start doing a little happy dance. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's sure. never, like literally never a time I took it for granted. Like I've seen a lot of stuff in my life. I'm very, look, I am the, as a music lover, I'm the luckiest guy that I know. Literally. I have no problem saying the luckiest guy that I know. I, I've been to easily 10,000 shows. Easily. Not at, like, at, like easily. And the anticipation of seeing a Prince show was special. Yeah, it was special. It was special. Especially when it was last minute, so you didn't even have it. Like it was just, yes, you have it where you look forward to it three days away. But you'll get the call. You be here about an hour or two, and literally you walk in the door, and it's like, all right, he's here. Then he's taking that, that stuff was crazy. I love yeah. this question. Who do you think Prince would admire today in the next generation? Bruno. I, I think, well, well, he already, we knew he admired Janelle. We knew we were able, we, we could tell he admired Janelle. I think he would, admire, he would admire Bruno. He didn't like male vocals as much. Um, I told the Luke James stories he, he admired. He, he thought Luke James had a phenomenal voice. Um, I think I look. I haven't. I haven't heard. You know. I mean, he and Lizzo have. A, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. 
close to what he and Lizzo did in the past, but I really would like to believe that he was a Lizzo fan and supporter. Yes. And, I, and for to understand that he was in the Minneapolis scene. Yes. Um, uh, but other than that, there aren't that many. I mean, maybe you can name some that I can't think of. It her. Feels... Oh, yeah. 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 No, I'm sorry. Her. Her. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely her. And there's just other artists as well that people would expect. I, like, look, I know that she's not next generation. But like I said, I admired what she did during COVID, and that's what made me a, a super fan. I really liked her before, but it came more. Although it's not my expertise in music, but I got to give it up to Taylor Swift just because of her creativity. She's not on Prince's level. Don't get me wrong. I'm good what she does and her songwriting, that's where it's at. And I think that he'd be a fan of it. It's just like Joni Mitchell who is the 50th anniversary today of Blue. And of course, the best Joni Mitchell cover of all time is A Case of You, bar none. I don't give a damn. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is, is to me, how Joni Mitchell was to certain men growing up in the Prince, to Andre Simone and all them, that's what Taylor Swift is to me and hopefully to a younger generation of men. And I know you can't speak on it, but that that's for me. And I'm talking about next generation. That's definitely no, her. No, 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 I want to be clear. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. You got you got a second? Can I can I go somewhere and get something? Get come right back. I'll be back. I'll put my lose followers. Um, so and we'll see some of these. But yeah, Taylor Swift and her songwriting. No one will ever be on Prince's level, but I admire what she's done. I admire that she's fighting for her masters. Me and a uh, Prince had a conversation about Scooter Braun before kind of I talked about Scooter, he didn't really say anything. So for anyone's expecting there to be him talking crap about Scooter Braun to me, that didn't happen, but we did talk about Scooter Braun. So, but yes, shirt changes or bringing shirts, most probably the cardigan. I wear jardigans, although it's supposed to be for women, like I can pull it off surprisingly. And we'll just leave it at that. Um, there you go. Act is that Act One? Oh no, that's Act Two. I'm seeing UK dates in there. That's Act Two. Barcelona, Spain. Oh, I didn't see you there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see you there. As I was collecting my. I'm sorry. Is this the Act One shirt or the Act Two shirt? I can't tell. Is this the Act? Is the Act Two shirt? Is this the US shirt or the or the? It's the UK shirt. It's the. Oh, I see. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah. so it's, the, it's the, you know, it's the, you know, it's the, My shirt still fits yeah. me, too. My <laughs> music, my still fits me, too. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Taylor, 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 look, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift has the single best backstage experience I've ever experienced in my, in my whole life. I took a college friend's 12-year-old daughter to go see, maybe it was the Red Tour, I forget what it was. So the backstage area, they put people in different places, like they separated people. And then Taylor Swift came to each person or each pot of people and made the the youngest girl whoever was there feel like a star like oh my god i'm so glad to meet you what do you do how are you and then you want to ask me any questions she was unbelievable and then did something like like because you know these the girls are really nervous and like oh my god and she said do you mind if i taylor swift said do you mind if i take a picture with you Player, when she did that, I was a Taylor Swift fan for life. Also, 
my 12 year old friend, my girl's 12, my, my friend's, my friend's 12 year old girl made the shirt that said, I love Taylor Swift. Do I see something up top of that? Is there like Hold a on. single? And All then right. she put, what? She signed, she signed Taylor loves Steven. I love Taylor Swift. Taylor loves Steven. Play it. Let, let, so you will know. never hear you will never hear me say the bad thing about Taylor Swift. She made right. my friend's twelve-year-old daughter so happy that she's now like twenty-two years old and still talks about that day. You have Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo, who as a Taylor fan when she was tiny, just hit number one on the charts. Yeah, yeah. With her album, Sour yeah. Driver's License, Good for You, Great. Yes that just came out and and taylor swift was the inspiration for that so he's already inspiring people yeah yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah you, know, you, you won't hear me say the bad thing i think he's a little misguided on things he wanted to have happen but other than that's all good as far as i'm aware well i've never seen taylor in concert and i've never been in the same place with her at the same time as far as i'm aware although we may have been at some concerts and then just like what i was saying about with tamaris lewis when i first met tamaris lewis <laughs> The Wait, first that, thing I, I bring that story? Up, did I tell that story or no? Uh, well, you can talk about Damaris, but when I first met Damaris, I go, so what's up, what's up with your friend Kate? I was trying to holler at Damaris to have her talk to Kate up there for me. That shows the balls I have. Like Taylor Swift, I'm afraid what I, I would be like, what's up? I know that she's got a man right now, so I would be respectful. But um, go ahead with your Damaris story so we can get off the table. Did, did I not tell the Damaris story? I'm not certain. I, I, I these, years, these years fly together. These years fly together. And make sure to ask some more questions, you guys. But go no, ahead. Please ask more questions. Uh, Demarius. But it was, it, was one of the after, it was one of the after parties at, uh, at uh, he had three L.A. houses, and this was the, like the last of the ones, the biggest of the, of the L.A. houses, uh, mm -hmm. where, the, where the plexiglass was over the pool. Yes. Plexiglass, okay, plexiglass was over the pool. G7. And, and so... There's folks, you know, there's folks there, but they just kind of move around like nobody's dancing. And I love to dance. I look on the floor. I'm like, oh, this woman's getting it. And then, again, sometimes I have moves that are sponsored by Ciroc. I'll be honest with you. I have moves that are sponsored by Ciroc. And I was like, I'm going to go dance with her. And so we start dancing. And I think she's just happy to have a guy who, who, who likes to dance as opposed to like, here we go. Yeah, so you know, I'm doing my you know my best moves. Uh as we're there, Prince comes over, he comes, he comes, he comes over and goes. And walked out. And so anyhow, and I just think she's the coolest person. We we exchange information. They're like, oh you're cool, blah 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 blah. I'm in my office three weeks later. I didn't realize that she was a freaking Sports Illustrated supermodel. Oh yeah, I didn't know. I just thought yeah. she, I just knew she was cool people, and so she to this day she's had so much great success. Um, those who don't know, uh, Demaris Lewis is the is the person who would da dance with with uh, dance with Prince like at the City Winery, like the last his last few years. The gorgeous, tall, very chocolate woman who was at his side at NBA All-Star Games. 
uh, who's really his muse for a lot of the last things of his life was Demaris Lewis. I had no idea they were connected. I just knew there was somebody dancing when that was kept happening. And now you can see, oh, am I giving away? She is on a few TV shows, right? So you saw her in Black Klansman. Uh, she is in an upcoming TV show that involves superheroes, where she gets to, where she gets to wear purple. Like she sent me her out, when she sent me her outfit. I was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. So anyhow, I just, I just love the people when anybody in her in his sphere finds success, and I know she was. She was she was as devastated as all of us on, you know, obviously more so, uh, in 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 April of sixteen. Uh, but Demaris Lewis is one of the one of the one of the most awesome people in the world, uh, and I know now who I'll be texting after this after the show. Tara, I say hello. Hi, I, I can't wait to have her on one day. But um, do you remember the first thing that you would see? You went to seventy seven Beverly Park, right? Where you called it Club seventy seven. Yeah, that was the last. That was the last of the three houses, right? One of them. Yes. Yeah, so it was after it was after Carlos Boozer House. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all, yeah. Do you remember, like, when you first walked in, what was one of the first things you saw? Was there, like, a rug with the symbol on it that said 77 around the sides of it? I don't remember that because I was, all I remember is walking down the side of the house, the long side of the house, and to the right. Oh, I just remember, I just had a memory of that. A friend of mine got into a fight with his girlfriend that night, and I was like, Okay, we gotta we gotta mellow this out. Anyhow, that's not part of the part of this. Um, uh, and then the, and you walk in, the press glasses over the pool, and people are having a good time. Yeah, and of course, Damaris also yes, she's part of the Urban Decay makeup line that they launched for Prince last month. Oh, cool! So, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And then someone's asking, what was your favorite Prince show of all time? One specific night you were at. That's a tough one, man. Okay, do I okay, do I get to split it between after shows and real shows? If I get to split between after shows and real shows, then this is going to be easy for me. I'll decide. Yes. Do it so we can get two different answers. Yes. Regular shows uh, and London the London Love Sexy Show was the was the probably the best show I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've seen a lot of shows. Love Sexy London was a freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. A close second was the first night in Minneapolis Love Sexy Tour in September of 88. Best after show? Not even a question. You know what I'm going to say? The, the Rex. Rex. The Rex. 1993. The Rex. 1993 was the best after show ever. I had never heard Pope. I had never heard black motherfuckers in the house. I had never heard Johnny. I had never heard all this stuff. He endorsement machine. It was the first night I heard that. What is one of my favorite songs? Oh yeah, that's endorsement machine is one of my favorite Prince songs as well. That makes the rotation as well. Yeah. Um, so Rex, Paris, 1993, on a night where I should have been back out at Disneyland and I missed the last train is the only reason I got to see that show. Who you got? Dude, you got me. Oh, I love having this conversation with you because it makes me, it just brings me back. It just brings me back. Um, so those are, my, those are my two favorites. Those are my two favorites. And right now, because our first show was three and a half hours, second one was just about an hour. 
because I had so to go. the two hour mark. So we're hitting almost six hours of functifiedness that people that can be listening to this show or watching these shows all together. Like that's just crazy. Yeah. Guys. I hope, um, I'm not, I hope I'm not boring anybody. I hope I'm not boring. It's absolutely ridiculous. The longer you're on, the more people we get in, which isn't exactly the case. Look, so, I'm not, look I want to be clear. I'm, I'm, and, and loopers know this to be true. I'm not looking for numbers. I'm looking for passing. I'm yeah. not looking for numbers. Like, I'm people love if, your it's, if, it's, if it's fewer people with more passing, I'm much more into that. Than That's what I was getting. Background. For weeks and for months after we did episode one with you, after we did part one, that's all I was saying. Oh my God, Steven's energy. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's like, it's so good. Da, 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 da. They wanted to like your energy. So 100%. Look, yeah, never- and again, it's because look, this, 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 the guide that we're talking about, the music that we're talking about, which is true for all of us, has just brought us so much joy. Right. And so I get I, I have no problem. I've been very fortunate in my life to like I I exude like I I ex, when I'm happy, I exude and talking about Prince makes me exude. It just makes it, it, it makes me happy. It makes me think about times that 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 I got to see him live, got to have conversations, got to have arguments with him. Anyhow. Oh, I appreciate that, Lorraine. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, love hearing your stories. Thank you for sharing your memories and passion with us. Yeah, it's numbers, stories. That's what it's all about. So, I'm just like letting you know just on those things because sometimes that matters to people. Um, People are asking this, not a Prince question, but what do you think of uh, Stevie's songs in the key of life? Uh, It came up fall of 1976. I was in ninth grade. And I remember Rachel Chapman at my school, Groton School, came through a dance on a Saturday night. And she had, I remember, I can see her now walking by with like, it's almost like she's on display. Like, I have the album, I have the album. I was like, oh, it's out, it's there, it's ready. Uh, I look, it's one of the, it's one of the finest pieces of, 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 uh, 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 of music of all time. It, 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 it to me is, it's experimental. It's forward-thinking. It is uh, uh, steeped in the past. It to me, I mean, to me, it is. And I'm not putting on the same level. I got to admit. Um, although to me, what I'm about to say is deeper. But I see a corollary between uh, "Songs of the Key of Life" and "Sign of the Times." That's just. Uh oh. Losing you for, yeah, I'm not hearing your sound right now. Can you hear it right now? Now I can, yes. Okay, cool. For half that was my, 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 I, I was getting a call. I had to, I had to push it up. Oh, good. So someone keeps asking this question, but I don't think you know about, like, there was a project of his that was released without him, without the estate giving approval called Deliverance. They want to know, like, what you think of Deliverance and shouldn't have been released. But I'm not sure how aware you are of that. That's why I'm not. Ignoring it. Don't worry about it. I, got a, I, I have no problem being ignorant. I have no idea what the deliverance is. It's, it's an interesting project. I like it, but it wasn't supposed to be, at least from the estate's eyes, it wasn't supposed to be released because it's not through them and that they own Prince's work. So. We, we all have bootlegs that we're not supposed to have. So, how is this any different? Exactly. Because it came out, because it wasn't circulating and it came out after his passing. 
I'll try to find it. I love finding it. Yeah. The actual song Deliverance Sinbad spoke on it too. So get that one, I guess, first. Oops. Not not to be not to be confused with uh with Ned Beatty, the the, the late Ned Beatty's deliverance. It's a different deliverance, yeah. right? Yes. Although I think we covered this in episode one, but did Prince and MJ like each other? They respected each other, that's for sure. They respected each other. There was absolute respect. Whether they liked each other, I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak to. I didn't know. I've heard stories. I've heard, you know, I heard a story of the time that you know there was actually a dinner that happened between Michael Jackson and Prince when mm-hmm. Michael wanted Prince to be on bad. Right. And it was awkward as hell. Nothing really, like nothing got accomplished. And what saved the night was Bubbles. Why is Bubbles, that? Because Bubbles was like, it was Bubbles came into the room and like everyone was like, okay. And so all the awkwardness, you know, sometimes you, you, you're, you're in an awkward room and you need something to break up the awkwardness. Bubbles right. is the thing that broke the awkward. And I heard that from somebody who was there at the dinner. And just so you know, when it comes to deliverance, yes, people are talking about when it first came out. Different deliverance. Yes, without the estate's approval. And there was vinyl pressed up, CDs pressed up. They were going to sell it at Urban Outfitters and other places that didn't do it. But yes, on the estate's official print show, they do have deliverance right now. Oh, it isn't exactly for sale, sale, but it's been out there anyway because someone put it out there. But the vinyl that was supposed to be sold, there's a bootleg version of it, but there was supposed to be an, there was an official pressing from a Canadian company. That stuff has never come out, but you can officially hear it on the Prince channel on YouTube. So, okay. and there is, you know, cool. other versions of it. But yeah, that's how it originally first came out. So, I guess. Next time you hear it and you do an Instagram live, we'll give you like a week or two. They'll, they'll <laughs> ask you what you think of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I never did. I, uh, uh, roller skating. Queen, I never did roller skating. I never did, I never did play ping pong. I did see the light up sneakers when he walked into, uh, oh, what was it? That, that lounge that was down on Gansmore Street. I forget what it's called. Um, no, let's see. Uh, there was another question I saw there. I would buy be handling Prince's musical output if I were in charge. I I I must admit I like the way they're handling it. Right, releasing stuff from the vault while attached to remastered, um, remastered uh, uh, projects that they have now. Right, so they've they've mined the 1999. They've mined the Purple Rain era. They've they skipped. I, I think it's odd that they skipped Parade and for now. Sound of the Times for now. I think there's a great credit to come. They can come back to parade, and uh, I would like to hear more around the, the around the um, around the around the diamonds and pearls era as well. That's just me. Maybe, maybe getting that soon, but the reason for parade wasn't exactly skip, but because it's part of a soundtrack, Purple Rain, Parade, Batman, even and Graffiti Bridge, the licensing, the masters deal lasts longer with Warner Brothers for those. So they're putting out the ones that are expiring in North America, like inside the times. That's why parade hasn't been done yet. Got it. As for Dimes of Pearls, 
might be hearing something about that soon. Didn't you have like a shirt or somewhere near you by that? Bring out that energy. Yeah, I, bring it, I didn't bring it down. I don't, I don't bring diamonds pearls, sir. Right. You did. We saw it earlier. Bring that diamonds and that big diamonds and pearls energy. Which, because I know, way, I, 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 this is the one shirt I have. Like, I like five of these shirts. I don't know how I got five of these shirts. I like five I of the these shirts. white one, the white diamonds of pearl shirt. But we'll get into that another time. Which the act two? I have an act one. I have an act one and an act two shirt. Which celebrity have you seen have an epic fan moment when Prince, with Prince, that was funny? I've I've seen a few I've talked about before, but what about you? I don't think he would be upset if I said so. Taraji P. Henson at the first L.A. house. Okay. He brought her on stage to sing. Shoot. It may have been sweet thing, but I'm not sure. And she just had the greatest like grin and like just, and just enjoyed doing and just enjoyed doing it. I thoroughly enjoyed watching Taraji B. Henson like geek out and get on stage and sing with friends. That was that was that was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Um, you know, and then there's, of course there's Kim Kardashian who was like, I can't dance. I don't want to dance. I don't want kids. She was singing to Madonna. She was singing to Madonna. I don't think I want to dance. Get off, my, get off my stage. Get off my yeah. stage. She was saying to Madonna that Prince told her to get the F off his stage. Whatever. And that's not true. That's all we're saying. I talked not, about... He was not cursing that time. No. I talked about this before, but 77 Beverly Park Oscar um, after party where him and Stevie jammed, which was awesome. But before he took the stage, right when they could like cut off the DJ music, Michael Lee and Dane Cook running right to the front of the mic to be right there, right in front of Prince. That was just the point. I'm just like, I'm, talking, I'm, talking about but I'm, I'm just, I'm just like chilling in the back, like I got a good view here. And you, like I said, you had Stevie later on to the side, but just to see them run as soon as they're like, oh, it's gonna happen. It's like 1 2 o'clock in the morning. They're both running to be who's gonna be right in front of the microphone, and they both get there at the same time. Hilarious. Do I understand? I I I've made that I made that run many times. I made that run many times. Look, he'd have these parties, and there'd be great people, there'd be great conversation. But I, you know, I was always there for the music. So I was, you know, the time that I got pulled up on stage to sing, play that funky music, was because there was great. Look, it was it was a cavalcade of stars there. But I'm like, I want to be in front for the music. Right. That's, before 2013 Vegas, we were up front. We were maybe not right in front of the microphone, but we were up front. Yeah. Someone yeah. wants to know, did you know Charlie Murphy? I met Charlie Murphy. I didn't know Charlie Murphy, but I met Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy was one of the funnier people I've known. Someone wants to know about, give us a Rick James story. Uh, Rick James' story was at, uh, at uh, BT Awards. I think it was 2004. We had Rick James and Tina Marie singing uh, Fire and Desire together. They had had an argument the night before. And so we had to have a meeting with both of them. Like, like, and, and Tina was hot. 
And basically, Brick came in with his tail between his legs the next day and promised not to do go crazy. And so um, the big thing then was, of course, with the Charlie Murphy story where, like, Rick James said, like, um, he said, you know, I'm Rick James. And so that was the, that was then. And so we they did it, you know, Rick and Tina came down the, the aisles, sang Fire and Desire. And Tina was like, I don't want to be on stage at all when Rick James, like, I, wanna, I don't want him saying that with me on stage. And so we found a way to have it. So they gave away an award. They walked off stage. And then Rick James doubled back and said, oh, yeah, and by the way, in case you didn't know, I'm Rick James. Right? Yeah. And so people cracked up and people went on sideways. But it, but the reason it didn't happen with Tina at the mic is because Tina was like, I don't want to be there when it happens. And again, shout out to uh, superstar John Cassette, who was the original um, overall producer and, and Jesse uh, and and the team who uh, who like made sure that happened. I'm Rick James. And someone's I don't, hoping, I don't use the B word, so someone's hoping. Uh, Pamela's hoping that in 2026 you guys do like a 10 year tribute to Prince on his transition. I don't know if that's something that you want. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not doing it. I mean, doing an IG live, but that's about it. Right. Um, would you, I don't know if you, would you help in producing a documentary with Prince? That's yes. Question. My thing yes. would be, have yes. you been in contact with Netflix at all for their documentary that they're doing? I have not been in contact with Netflix for their documentary, like the way I said right. that. Yes. I'm not saying that's not another documentary that works. Fair enough. They can always give me a call if they need anything. But what you should you ha what should happen with the egg building at Paisley Park? That was supposed to be a restaurant. And then I he was going to, I'm going to answer that question. Please. In about a year. Oh. There you go. I'm going to answer that question in about a year. Because well, I'm very I have become very familiar with the egg. Very, very, very familiar with the egg, and there will be a, uh, there will be a, uh, I'll let you know the egg. The egg is a building, look, so Paisley Park, you know, has got the white sleets on it, and so there's a side building that's kind of round with the same kind of white siding uh, that is called the egg. That's what the egg is. Right. Yeah. Now, it's supposed to be like a restaurant, but it's just like with Kanye when he was building those houses that had no windows. He was building it without getting building permits. I hear that's what happened with the egg, is he was doing it without building permits, and that's why it stopped in the middle of the construction. We'll say on that, but we'll see what happens in here, right? We'll see what happens in just about a year, maybe a little less than a year, but we'll we'll figure it out. Figure right. it out. Uh -huh. Right now, the egg um, uh, eggs doors are chained shut. For now. For now. So like the egg, like the egg, the egg was supposed to be a restaurant. That's why it said in the song on the Rainbow Children album, we can swing by the egg. I know this dope spot called Love for Another. Love for Another. Cool. Yes. Will you do a podcast about Prince? I guess they they don't like you're doing mine. They want you to do your own. Hilarious. No. I will I will gladly guess on others and, and answer questions and like, I love this. Like, Jeremiah has been the greatest to me around this. I thoroughly enjoy it. I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy this. I literally have a, I have a six o'clock flight tomorrow morning. I have not packed yet, but I'm. You got to get going. 
absolutely having the time, having the time of my life having this conversation. Any last questions about anything about Prince or why not before we let Steven go so he can pack and then get excited? There you go. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. What's it? You're like, uh, any, questions, any other questions? All right, that's it. That, we, that's it. Don't miss that. Ah, that's funny. Uh, What's your blood? We're going to miss your plane. We don't want to. That's a line from the uh, movie Before Sunset, Jeremiah. I was telling the loopers about that the other night. One of my favorite movies of all time. Did you have any difficulties or challenges when I when I worked with him? So, oh, well, I told the story before, but he uh, became the de facto music producer of the tribute um, to Shaka Khan in mm -hmm. 2006. 2006, when he performed with Indy Ari, Yolanda Adams, Stevie Wonder, Prince. I'm leaving out somebody. I apologize for leaving. Right. So, India Army was up there. Yes, I no. It was it, it, India, Yolanda, Stevie, and Prince, and there's one more. I'm leaving somebody else. So we were all we were all at a place called Soundstate uh, at, at um. Shaka herself. Go ahead. And we were at a place called uh. uh where is it out in Encino, right across from the airport? It's a place where everybody goes to rehearse their tours, rehearse for shows and everything else. I forget what it's called. Not oh, R. Huh? Was that? Not RSO, right? No, 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 no. It's like back sound stage, some kind of blah, blah, blah stage. It wasn't Lettucey. Um Anyhow, 2006, we're out there. And uh, Prince is listening. Is like, no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you how to play this. Let me do this. And he, he, really, I got to see him be a band leader and and how he, how he, how he um, worked a band and pulled them together and cajoled them and gave them great. Like it wasn't like you you saw him like he wasn't mean to the band. He was really encouraging. Like I watched him be encouraging to a band as he helped them get to the sound that he knew that was right. Um, and it was amazing to watch. The, the untold story of that time was like, we were in studio like two, I'm, I'm sorry, in, in like studio seven. And in studio five was Justin Timberlake rehearsing to go on the road for what was then the love I, and that was a love. Was that the Love Sexy tour? Was that Love Sexy? Love Stones. I'm sorry, Love Stones. Love, no, I'm not Love Sexy. Uh, uh, sex Love Sounds. Future Sex Love Sounds. Future Sex Love Sounds. And you have the song Love Stone, yeah. Right. So, so Future and, and so this is all before that music is released. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm getting the time right, it was that. And so, like, I'm walking out, I'm there to see Prince. I'm there watching Prince, and, the, and I'm walking out, I was like, JT, what the hell? He's like, no, no, come in, come in. I got to hear play this. And he basically, the band was playing. And the funny thing is, he had John Blackwell. Mm -hmm. He had um, Mike, Scott. Mike Scott. Like he had the whole print, like Princess band in his band. I'm like, but I'm in Studio 7, but y'all in Studio 5. So when Studio 7 took a break, I went to Studio 5. Now, the song I remember most about, about hearing 
for the first time there when Justin Timberlake was doing it. At the same time we're rehearsing, the Shaka Khan thing is, what goes around, comes around, comes around, comes around, goes back around. And he's like, he's like, I got one, I got one that's like better than better than Crimea River. And he was so he, he would give me as the band went for rehearsal, he'd be like, like, and so this one, this one, this one does that. This one. And so Love Stone, that one, and the other one is um what's the one with T.I.? My love, my love. Oh, you know. Yeah. So that was just one of those special times where you're in one place in like center staging. I think it's called center staging, center staging in LA. Um okay. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. So that was the downstairs bottom stuff. Shut up. And this one is from Twitch. This may or may not be our last question. What does Stephen think about the omission of Extra Lovable from 1999 Deluxe? Nah, we'll get it. We'll get it somewhere else. We'll get it somewhere. We'll, we'll, we'll get it somewhere else. Like I'm not. I'm not concerned. That I'm fine because it'll. Number one, we all have it. And number two, uh, it'll come out some other time. And if someone's asking what a printing a JT, he wouldn't want you to talk about that. So you can skip that. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah when, we, when we talk about. I don't know what he thought of JT. Like I never, cause, cause even that day on the lot when everybody was there at the same time, mm-hmm. there was no, inter, I was, I think I was the only person who intermixed between the two places. Uh, I was the connection. Um, and I gotta admit, I, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm a JT fan. I like what he's done. I'm not, I haven't agreed with everything, but I like I like overall his approach. Like I don't agree, but my point is I don't agree with everybody. Like there's some things that there's some things I've done I don't agree with, but right. uh, but I I like his approach. And I like his appreciation. Right. So Elvis took all that music and never gave any credit. Just that it's never been shot to go like, hey, I got this from Charlie Wilson. I got this from Boys to Men. I got this from The Temptations. Right. Justin Timberlake showed up. Justin Timberlake showed up to show tribute to Charlie Wilson on the BET Awards and led that. Don't, don't no, you saw Snoop Dogg doing choreography. He did that choreography because Justin Timberlake was like, we've got to do this for Charlie. Right? Right? So, same points, but I, I'm, I'm a JT fan forever, for good. Right? Not everybody does everything right. And you know he is a all you can do is have, all you can do is do something wrong and then and then make a sincere a sincere apology. Right. I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't, don't want to go down that. I don't want to go down that that rabbit hole. But uh, okay. what did I mean when you said during an IG show that you realized what you thought the true meaning was before joy and repetition? To recap, to recap, joy and repetition came out of what 1990 California. 1990 is when it One, came out. 1990, that was the Graffiti Bridge? The Graffiti Bridge, yeah. And I, I, I think what I've, what I've said is that, like, it was it was a full eight or nine years later, I'm crossing 8th Avenue on my way to work, and I realized, oh, shit. I mean, sorry, oh, shoot. I realized what the meaning of joy and repetition is. Mm-hmm. what is it holding someone is truly believing there's joy and repetition it means that like yeah the great thing about the there's a great thing about like new love and like oh my gosh new, i love i love the way that the, the newness of love is great oh what but at some point in time if it's going to last you are not getting anything new you are not getting not a damn thing new your relationship is going to be wash rinse repeat now it may take 
five minutes, five days, five months, five years. But at some point in time, a long lasting relationship is going to be wash, rinse, repeat. Now, if you can find the joy in repetition of that wash, rinse, repeat, then right. you will win. That's what I meant. And I crossing Eighth Avenue is when I realized that's it. There's some point in time where nothing becomes new, that everything is repeated. And so if you can find, if you loving or holding someone is truly believing, there's joy in repetition. I am looking forward to joy and repetition. There you go. I am looking forward to it. Amen. Was there any other questions that you thought you want, or should we wrap it up? Uh, no, it's not about sex. It's not about sex. It's not about sex, Bambi. It's not about Mimi, Loopers. I love you. It's not about sex. It's mm -hmm. not about sex. It's about can you have the same conversation over and over and over again? Can you hear mm -hmm. the same stories over and over again? Right. Can you can you can you put your arm around the same shoulder over and over again and be happy and find joy in it? Right. Because a lot of us love the thrill of the new. The shock of the new. But can you find joy in repetition? And the 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 the, the, the epilogue to that is that um, I had the good fortune to have dinner with Prince at his at his at his apartment once. And we were talking about lyrics and what lyrics meant. Um, and he, we were talking about, he was talking about Joni Mitchell and, and we didn't throw a parliament and, and we're in the gamut. And I literally thought like, am I going to have this conversation with him? I have this conversation with him. And it wasn't, it wasn't in Paisley Park. It was in LA and there was an elevator and, and he put us in an elevator, me and some of the people that we were having dinner and, and said, good night. And I, I reached out and said like, Okay, we were talking about lyrics. I feel remiss if I didn't tell you. Your lyrics, like, I had that way about you. Like, holding someone who's truly believing that's joy and repetition has changed my world. I stepped in the elevator. I just remember he gave me a, it was a, it was a smile slash sneer, but I felt like it was an appreciation. Like, but that, that joy and repetition, can you find joy and repetition? Can you find joy and repetition? I want to find joy repetition so bad, but that's a whole nother podcast. Jeremiah, that's a whole nother podcast. I can't talk about that right now. Yes, I know you got like what less than five hours now, or no? Oh, whatever you. Oh damn! You, it is, wow, it's late, isn't it? I, I we got to worry about your flight. Um, <laughs> indeed, indeed. It's been a indeed. pleasure. I hope we answered as many questions as we could. I know there would always be a lot. So. Nice. And, when, and in a year, when everybody's forgotten about this, we'll do it all over again or so, uh, all over again or whatever. But, but I gotta, Dr. Funkenberry, I've, I've enjoyed this. This is, this is look, talking about Prince is one of my favorite things in the world. It, it really is. He has brought me, I, I, I keep saying this, and I'm with you. Jo somebody said this, I'm sorry, let me see what I can find it. Somebody said joy and happiness are two different things. Um, hmm. uh, I am joy yeah, Thomas. Joy happens two different things. Happiness is a feeling. Joy is a state of being. Joy is something that 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 state of being of joy is something that Prince has brought me often, like often, often. So whenever I get to talk about it, it brings that joy back. I feel closer to that joy that I felt when I got to watch him in uh, in concert. 
when I got to watch him practice for the BT Awards, where I'm just the only, I'm the only guy in the room. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. It's been a pleasure. No, wait, 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 wait. Gilberto Garcia, I think she had the blue cloud, right? She had the white cloud. She had the blue cloud from the Love Sexy Tour. At the BT Awards, I thought she had the blue cloud. I'm pretty sure she had the blue cloud. Because I remember well, like, is that like blue a cloud? behind me so we can be playing the performance. I thought it was white too, but you know, sometimes I'm, I think it was the blue. I'm pretty sure it was the blue cloud. Okay. Because I was most, I was, you know, because I'll take Love Sexy over Purple Rain Tour anytime. So I was like, that's what Love Sexy Tour. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. It's all good. It was a cloud guitar. It's a cloud guitar. It was. Cloud guitar. It was. It's cool. All right, man. All good. Thank you. Having you on. Thank you so much. Very, very thank you. Hope it puts you in like a good mood for the flight. Everything else for you. The rest. Of a great right, dude. dude. A great dude. Uh, Jeremiah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Loopers who came on board. Thank you everybody else who are who are, who are Prince aficionados and uh, Prince supporters. Uh, I hope we keep keep the energy going, keep the love going. It is it is crucial that we that we do so because it's what it's it's what he would have wanted. Yeah, exactly. you know, you can say whatever he wanted. He he enjoyed nothing more than see, seeing people enjoy his music, and we do. One hundred percent. Have a safe flight. Say hello to Damaris for me. I shall. I shall. I gotta reach out to her. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Talk and to you check soon. Out Instagram live for sure. Good yeah. seeing you, man. Thank you guys so much. All together, that was over six hours with all the parts. Really appreciate Stephen's time. Um, hope we got to every question that we could. I'm sure he saw some and some that he just didn't do. Um, yeah. I believe it was white too when it came to the cloud. But um, I look forward to our next show. Enjoyed having Steven on. And um, we'll let you guys know who the next, is, next guest is. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to us on Apple Music, Spotify, donations, YouTube, everywhere else. It is so much appreciated. Thank you guys so much for your time and continuing Prince's legacy, and it's all up to us. Thank you so much. Till next time, keep it funky, much love, and thank you, Prince.